0: Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away visit gemrate.com it's free and now here's our host jeff baker hello
1: everybody we are back drew and i are back it is ttm cast your sports collectibles podcast we talk ttm cards autographs collecting and anything else drew wants to talk about that is in his contract in his contract in pen we can't even erase it drew is is in charge of anything else we are in season five, episode eight. It is February 25th. We're almost done with February, my friend. And you're listening to nationally ranked sports podcast. Remember, guys, we are the the guys. We are the, the guys to talk TTM. We are the Sports Collectibles podcast. All those other guys, they copy us. Right, Drew? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> i hope you enjoy our show my name is jeff baker i am your host of the fine fine program talking to you from boston massachusetts freezing cold boston massachusetts it's 14 degrees here today without the wind chill it is cold drew i was in florida it was 85 degrees every day it was gorgeous it was sunny i come back to this garbage anyway hi drew pelto from from
2: dallas texas how are you i am good good to be here as always uh in the uh dreary skies of Dallas I mean it's been gray out the last like three or four days now rain coming down so uh yeah I mean it's it's fortunately it's above freezing at least but it's it's still not fun right now
1: True. we had I had we had a whole week of, of without me bitching and moaning it's not that's pretty <laughs> good <laughs> hey, both of us I, don't I know mean why. I wasn't on, I little, wasn't I'm a little sniley today like it, it <laughs> must be this cold or I don't know I got a. I got a doctor's appointment yesterday. They poked and prodded me and just like, oh, this is, just, I got to get in a good mood here. We're going to talk some, talk some cards because the cards and collecting and TTM mm-hmm. is fun. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have a, we have a really fun show for you. I just want to remind everyone of our show, our new show that we've been running every Wednesday. It's called TTM Cast 101 and it features interviews, it interviews from people, So, uh, former athletes, hobby people, authors, just kind of anyone we that we find interesting. And this week we had Swen Nader on. So make sure you make sure you listen to my interview with Swen Nader. Of course, Swen Nader played in the ABA and the NBA. And he was a uh, played in UCLA for two years and national champion. Uh, and, and he's a great TTM. He's a great signer through the middle. So make sure you listen to our my interview with Swen Nader. Next Wednesday, I have Ezra, Ezra Levine to come on from collectible.com and Ezra Levine is going to school us because we're Drew and I are not that smart and we can't understand all this this cool stuff that Ezra is doing he also has the um, mint collective which is coming up in at the end of March and we're going to talk a little about that so that is that's next Wednesday this week uh we have all sorts of fun stuff I uh, just I picked up a box of uh if you listen to the TTMcast 101 the other day on Wednesday I heard I talked a little about it I picked up a series one box 2023 series one tops box a hobby box that got, got it in Florida it was I think I paid $99 for it I think it's like yeah, about $89 if you can find it at the right place I went to a, a card store there were not many card stores in the Fort Myers area so my wife was nice enough to take them to a card store and we uh we, I got a hobby box. Um, I got one autograph, a couple. No, I got a number card. I got some all basically all the rookies. Um uh, I like the look. I like I look. I like the look. Have you seen uh, the series one in, in, in your hand yet, Drew Have you held any?
2: I haven't yet bought any. I'm probably going to check that out here pretty soon, though. I might, uh, I know I've got some errands to run, so I might see if I can duck into Walmart or Target and grab a blaster or something like that. But everything I've seen online, I like the design. It, I think they, uh, I like that they actually listened to collectors' criticisms when the first previews came out and adjusted accordingly. I mean, that's something that I'm not sure that Tops would have done before Fanatics came into the fold. So uh, glad they did that. And yeah, I like what I see so far, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard that they've printed over a million of each card of the base mm-hmm. cards and um you know I like the designs I, I like some of the inserts I love the ace aces cards I don't know if you've seen those They they look like playing cards with the a, the ace and I got I got a Carlos Rendon ace card and I think that might be a cool subset to collect and eventually get autographed because it, it's a really nice looking set um you know I love I love top series one I, I don't think I'm going to buy any more more of my you know I'll probably just buy the set when it comes out yeah. um but it, it it is, you know, because I, I got primarily all, all the every every one of the rookies that, that I wanted. And I don't know. It was, I, I give it a thumb. I guess I give it a thumbs up.
2: cool I give it a, I, I give it a thumbs up. Um, how was your week? Oh, man, it's been eventful. So uh, anybody who follows me on uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram and all that probably saw, number one, that I picked up a Roberto Alomar that I needed for my uh, diamond kings project so got that knocked out and at a very affordable price as well so happy to add that one in um and yeah i no longer have a band which is oh no weird. so
1: drew wait we our intro music is the
2: collector's item now yeah pretty much that is a one of a kind right there I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah that and the intro music on my own channel too because that's one of our songs that you know is uh without any vocals on it too but uh so yeah i guess my drumming will at least live on through uh through those and through uh what do you call it? all the uh, anywhere you can download music all of our music is still up on there and everything. Yeah, we're
1: talking of course Beethoven's bastards uh check yeah. it out there are four songs no more no more coming guys but it's a nice sound so check that out Beethoven's bastards, bastards. any way you can buy music right Drew
2: Exactly. Yeah, we're on all the streaming services and everything YouTube and uh, Spotify and all those kinds of things but so yeah I'm a musical free agent once again so uh If there's anybody in the Dallas area listening to this who knows somebody who needs a multi-instrumentalist, hey, have them get with me because, I mean, I play drums best, but I don't own my own set. So if you have a drum set and you just need somebody to play it, hey, how's it going? I'm your guy. You know, send them my way. Um, I can do rhythm guitar. I'm not quite as good on stuff like lead guitar and bass. Uh, Play a little bit of mandolin, keyboards. Don't put me on lead vocals. I don't do that very well. Backing vocals I can handle, but... Yeah, get with me, and if you need a musician, because, hey, how's it going? I'm here, and I'm still looking for something, because, boy, that ended crazily, so, yeah.
1: I'm sorry to hear that, and I know you you hit the uh, XFL. We talked about that the other day, but why
2: don't you let people know about that? Yeah, went to the uh, game between the Arlington Renegades and the Vegas Vipers. Uh, I was hoping to graph it a little bit. I brought some cards with me. Rod Woodson was the big one that I needed, because I've got one of his rookie cards. I've got him for my uh, 91 Pro Set art cards, that I need him on one of those. They did uh, art. Artistic drawings of all of the uh recent Hall of Fame inductees, recent retirees, and all pro players. And he was an all pro in uh, 1990. So they did one of those of him. And unfortunately, I had no luck, but that ballpark is just not built for graphing anymore. It's in the old Rangers Stadium, the one they played in from 94 through 19, uh, 2019. And it used to be great because you could go right down the third baseline there and you're right at field level. Well, they gated they roped off like all of the sections that were closest to the field which is weird number one on the first base side yeah and then on uh, the third base side they've completely taken it out so they can have access to the visitors locker room easier and a little bit of space behind the uh end zone so i tried to get as close as i could there and i mean i could have tossed my book down to a player if they had said oh hey yeah sure i'll sign for you but Woodson I was able to see him when he was coming back in after warmups, and he kind of gave this look like yeah hey I got to go in so I couldn't get him there there wasn't like 20 minutes till game time at that point so I figure okay well I at least know what he looks like and where he's coming in and out I can try him after the game well the problem was that Vegas went into halftime up 14 to 3 and lost 22 to 20. Yeah so they weren't happy. (laughs) He was in no I mean what kind of sucks though is that there are a few players who came up who had family there and the players themselves just like Jumped right over and came up into the stands there to meet to see their families and stuff and take pictures and all that. And I'm like, uh, yeah, um, could somebody get Rod Woodson for me, please? But yeah, he's uh had no luck on him post game at all. He just like he didn't even look up when I was uh yelling out for him, but I did see, I do know, I mean, they practice here in uh, the Dallas area midweek, all the teams practice here in Dallas, then fly out to their home stadium for their game or whatever season they're playing at that week. So uh, it's kind of a weird setup for that. So It is, all,
1: because then they have to put up all these players and pay pay them places to live and pay food mm-hmm. and all that other stuff, right?
2: Yeah, they're all staying in uh, hotels here in the area. So um, I could try to find what hotel they're at. I do know where they practice, at least. They're practicing at uh, South Lake Carroll High School. But that's a problem because, I mean, it's at a high school during the middle of the week. I don't want to be the creeper that's hanging out outside of high school. I mean, yeah. look at me; they're gonna they're gonna call the police on me like that. So, uh, I really can't go and try to get him at the practice field in person. I try not to do any hotel graphing if I can avoid it, but I did see somebody did get Woodson by mail. So I sent him a message asking, "All right, hey, how did you get him? What's the address? Because I need him on a couple of cards. I'm hoping he'll get back to me about it. I've got a couple other feelers out there to see if uh, see if I can get some info, but." He is at least signing by mail some way, whether it's through the team, whether it's through somewhere else. I mean, I'll, I'll try whatever I get, whatever info I get on it. So uh, All right, well, keep us best. posted on that one, my friend. Yeah. You got anything planned for this week? Um, no, just sending out a whole bunch of TTMs. I sent out five the other day. I've got 11 ready to go right now, including a photo for Brooks Robinson following your lead on that one. Nice. So, uh, Sent that out. I've got um, a couple more that headed over to Europe. I've got a request for Todd Bertuzzi heading out too, because I need him for my tops total set. I'm down to six on that tops total set. Bertuzzi is one of them. Is he
1: in the U.S. and does he
2: sign? He's in the U.S. He occasionally signs. So I figure, you know what? I'll put a $10 bribe in there at least and say, look, dude, I have six players I need for the set. You're one of them. Please, would you sign this card? So we'll see what happens there. And then, yeah, a bunch of uh, random 72 guys I still needed that were fairly cheap signers. I just picked up a bunch of high number guys that are uh, good signers for either free or for cheap. So I'm going to try them once those uh, Ebays get in. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at right now.
1: Very cool. I picked up a uh, Bob Dandridge rookie card for, like, $7. I was very happy about that on eBay. And I picked up a a Kevin McHale uh, Sports Illustrated to get signed. So doing a little picking up of stuff as well um guys this week we have adam robert in collector's corner adam is um if you talk about um major ttmers this guy's a major TTMer. he's trying i think he has 12 different sets he's working on to have signed and he's probably over 50 on every one of these sets He posts a lot uh, on the internet, and he's a great DTMer. So we're going to talk to Adam in Collector's Corner. And we have, of course, Les Wolf. We have talked to Les. We answer some listener mail. Keep up the listener mail, guys. Les loves getting uh, mail from you guys. He answers a couple questions. And we also have uh, talked to him about what's been going on in the hobby the past week. So uh, please stick around for that and more from Les. Uh, Next week, we have um, in our collector's corner, we have Tony Swan, who is a Carlton Fisk super collector. And when I say Carlton Fisk super collector, he has more Carlton Fisk stuff than anywhere in the world. anyone I I will guarantee that we talked to him about his passion for Carlton Fisk. And uh, it's great to talk to somebody that's so passionate about collecting. So we talked to Tony Swan next week, Carlton Fitz super collector and Clemente Lise will be joining us talking a little hockey. We love talking yes. hockey with Clemente and uh, TTM and we'll get his review on series one. I'm sure baseball because he, he collects that
2: as well. So that'll be next week. Drew, what else do we have this week? We've got all of our regular segments. Baker's dozen to kick things off with all of the hobby news from the previous week or even two weeks, possibly at this point uh collector's corner you mentioned we've mentioned of course more with less we've got uh, adam robert and les wolf both joining us respectively in those segments making the grade where we'll cover everything in the world of grading we've got our stamp of approval where jeff and i give our two thumbs up to something anything from the previous week or two weeks as this case may be here uh we've got the Vern rap minute covering all the deaths in the world of sports celebrity music movies politics anything like that anybody that you might ttm if they've died we will let you know about it and of course the main reason why we're here and why you're here our TTM returns.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of t- uh, two weeks worth of returns, and you got a, a two weeks worth of returns. So we got a lot of returns to talk about, guys. We love to hear from you. Our favorite thing is, is listener mail. We love listener mail. If you have any questions for uh, Les, if you have any questions for Clemente, if you have questions for Drew and I, if you want to make a comment, we uh, if you have suggestions for g- uh, future guests, and of course, if you want to enter our contest. No contest this week. Just send us an email too. DTM cast at Yaku's He's the best. He does it the best. Like I don't even try anymore. I I don't even want to try anymore. He 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 puts me to shame. Thank you, Drew. That wraps up our introductions. Next up is we're gonna write into Baker's Dozen.
0: Baker's Dozen, sponsored by sportscollectorsdaily.com.
1: Baker's Dozen is a new summary of what's been going on the hobby. Uh, we didn't have a show last week, so this is it's kind of a compilation of the, the last two weeks, but mo- mostly this past week. I want to remind everyone to check out my article on TTMing and autograph collecting in Sports Collectors Daily. It usually posts every Tuesday or Wednesday. This week I'm going to uh, write a little about. I met up with the Lampelia kids, um, and I uh, talked. I saw them at spring training, so I'm going to talk a little about that. I also have. Uh, having Trump problems here I also <laughs> have uh, some TTM returns to talk about and I also have some spring training stuff to talk about so nice. all good we have a lot a lot of stuff to talk about and we're really uh looking forward to that in Sports Collectors Daily my weekly article also I just want to uh we have this news from our friends at Collects. Collects has secured Collects is an app obviously we'll we'll talk about that everyone I think everyone knows Collects right, Drew?
2: I think so. We talked about it quite a bit.
1: So Collects has secured five point five million dollars in seed money. They have over six hundred thousand users now, and have added over hundred million cards into the their app. They have over twenty million cards scanned in. Collects does with pricing. It they have grown uh, incrementally since we we first talked about them a while a little while ago, and uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have our uh, hopefully we will have Ted Mann from Collects on in a week or so to talk to him about what's been going on at collects so uh that is very very cool uh drew uh
2: we got some auction news to report we do indeed yes saw a uh big lebron card go for big money the 0304 upper deck exquisite lebron rookie patch auto graded at a psa 10 went up for auction with pwcc this past week Five hundred and four thousand dollars on that one so over a half million For that particular card. I mean, anytime you can get a rookie year LeBron, anything, it's going to go for some pretty good money. And I mean, when you put Upper Deck Exquisite along with that, that's just going to make it go even higher. So, uh, really cool stuff right there. Also, saw a 2017 National Treasures Red NFL Shield one of one Patrick Mahomes rookie card go at auction. $312,000 on that. Honestly, a little bit lower than I would have expected for a one of one Mahomes rookie there, but. Still, I mean, you, you, really, you really can't go wrong with over $300,000 on something like that. Yeah, you got to remember,
1: these are on, online auctions, so it's not sure. a a golden or a heritage or, or a memory lane. So sometimes they don't generate as much interest in the high, high-end stuff, right? right? Right, right. So guys, I, I just want to congratulate Tim, our friend Tim, Tim at Signatures of Soldiers. They do uh, yeoman's work and uh they have ha- hit $219,257 earned for wounded uh, veterans and homeless veterans. So uh check out signatures for soldiers. Um, uh, and if you can, they have all sorts of stuff that's for sale. All the money goes to help out um veterans, wounded veterans, and homeless veterans. I know he had he just hit he a bunch of Mike Lavarnier stuff, and he always has new stuff that he's posted.
2: Follow him on um on twitter because he always posts stuff on twitter funny story there a friend of mine actually saw signatures with soldiers at a card show recently and uh he sent me this message saying hey this guy's got some uh i'm at a table at a card show and this guy has some indoor soccer stuff i want to see if you need it he sends me pictures of it and yeah it's the stuff that i donated with the uh our uh, give a card game <laughs> for the holidays and i looked at it, I'm like yeah, that's familiar. I used to have each of those cards and told about that. It's like, oh hey, cool. That's great. So yeah, it's uh, kind of cool seeing stuff something I had pop up in the in the wild once again. Yeah,
1: that's neat because we we donated over 75 cards yeah. to him as part of our give a give a card, get a card, the worst name. Uh, promotion we ever came up with, but it was a really fun promotion. So I'm glad. And I talked to Tim the other day, uh, and he is things are doing great. So I want to congratulate Tim and Signatures for Soldiers. Please, please check him out. They follow follow him on Twitter because that's the best way um, to find some of the new stuff that he has. Uh, I've got some show news to report. We have uh, the Philly shows coming up in March 10th to the 12th. Mike Schmidt's going to be there, and he doesn't sign a lot. Uh, and there's some talk of the, his stuff through the mail to get signed is, is secretarial. So this is a good opportunity to get Mike Schmidt. Also, Johnny Bench is going to be there, Ken Griffey Sr. Tons of uh, fl- former Flyers and, and Phillies are, are going to be there as well. Philly show is always a great show. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not, I can't make it down, but check it out. It's March 10th through the 12th, the Phillies show.
2: You got one coming up in my area here on uh, March 9th through the 12th. I might go and check that one out a bit. It's the Dallas Card Show up in Allen, Texas. Two signers are going to have there. Uh, we're going to have uh, Lou Ferrigno from the ris- wrestling world is going to be out there. Spud and, Webb. And, and Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Incredible Hulk there as well. Uh, let's see. Spud Webb, who is the uh, diminutive slam dunk champion at five foot seven, longtime NBA player. He'll be there. Bob Lilly will be there as well from the Dallas Cowboys Football Hall of Famer. And Patrick Mahomes, senior. The pitcher <laughs> from uh, several uh, several teams, including the Rangers, the Twins, I think he's with the Cubs for a bit, maybe a couple other teams, but the father of Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback as well. Great signer. I've gotten him in person a few times at uh, some Rangers alumni events. Nice guy. So, yeah, hey, go and check that show out if you're in the Dallas area. That's going to be, like I said, up in Allen on March 9th through the 12th.
1: We have a, a second time for this show. It's the Northeast Sports Collectibles Expo. It was uh, last fall, and now they're going to run one on Mar- in March. It's going to be a two-day show, March 18th and 19th. It's at the Quincy, Boston Marriott in Quincy, Massachusetts. There's a $10 entrance fee. They have a lot of uh, Boston-area signers, which is really cool. Jeff Riddin, who uh, played for the Red Sox and the Twins and uh, AL All-Star. Uh, Scott Zolek, former Patriots quarterback. Jermaine Wiggins, former Patriots tight end. Uh, Bobby Carpenter who was a local guy, played for the Bruins and the Washington Capitals. He was, uh, I think he was the first pick in the draft, right? Wasn't he the first pick in the draft coming out of high school?
2: Seems like he might have been, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he's signing. And also Tito Santana from the WWE. Uh, all sorts of guys will be there. They're signed. Their, their fees are very reasonable. As I said, it's $10 entrance fee. It's uh, the Northeast Sports Card Expo, March 18th to the 19th at the Boston. Uh, it's at the Marriott Quincy. In, in boston so and i should say at the Marriott boston in quincy <laughs> but it's a it's a it's a cool venue so make sure you check that out some new releases to let you guys know about uh we had two we have the 2022 panini rookies
2: and stars football is out uh one of i think drew did you work on this one i'm trying to think no i didn't do any rookies and stars stuff i've been almost entirely working on uh, draft products and soccer stuff over the last uh, year or so
1: okay well this 2022 panini rookies and stars football is six packs 10 pack cards per pack you get two autos and two memorabilia cards
2: going for 385 dollars for a hobby box i've got a, a bowman football offering bowman chrome university football for 2022 is coming out has all of the uh Last year's draft picks, I believe, in college uniforms, or might be even this year's college players in them. But either way, 24 packs, four cards per pack, two autographs per box. That'll run you about $135 per box. We have a
1: high end uh, release from Upper Deck. This is 2020, 2021. So 2020, 2021. So this is what, two years ago now, right, Drew? Yeah. Uh, upper deck, it's called the Cup Hockey. There's one pack of six cards. They're all autographs and inserts. There's four autos and two insert memorabilia printing plate cards. Uh, high end product is going for
3: $1,500.
2: That is some Panini Elite Extra Edition Baseball coming out. That's one I always look forward to every year. Gets a lot of uh, prospects that come out of that one. Get five packs per box, five cards per pack. And in there, you're going to see eight autographs and two memorabilia cards. Hundred and twenty dollars, not too bad a price tag, right there, considering all those autographs you're going to be getting.
1: And here's a really inexpensive uh, release from Topps that, that came out this week. It's 2022 Topps Chrome Sonic Light. It's a baseball. Uh, 16 packs, four cards per pack. It's only eighty dollars for for a box, and I've seen some as low as seventy five dollars. So check it out. 2022 Topps Chrome Sonic Elite Baseball. 16 packs, four cards for about eighty bucks. Well, drew i think that wraps up baker's dozen we have a lot of stuff to talk about mm-hmm. a lot of new releases coming from from the card companies um i think we will go uh next up is what do it got more from less more from less with less wolf uh we talked to less wolf about uh some listener mail some hot hot hobby talk topics and as i said drew what do we do we just serve it up to less and he
2: he just goes right yep <laughs> tee it up and he'll knock that thing i mean we're talking you know 500 foot homer there off of anything we did
1: so please enjoy my time with les wolf
0: and now it's time for more from Less with hobby legend Less wolf csg has new lower prices for 2023 that's right csg has new lower prices on its most popular tiers while continuing to offer top-of-the-line service and the best slabs in the industry. With CSG's expertise, slabs, and pricing collectors will love, now is the time to submit your sports cards. See the CSG difference and submit your cards today. Go to csgcards.com to submit your cards for quick turnaround times and the best prices in the hobby. Save $10 off a yearly membership to CSG with code TTMCAST. Get your favorite cards into the industry's best holder for even less. Save ten dollars off your membership with code TTMCAST at CSGCards.com.
1: All right, you ready, my friend? Yes, yes, sir. All right, guys, it's that time again. My favorite segment. We haven't talked, spoken to the the expert, the legend, the the man, the man that knows more about autographs than anyone in the world. I'm talking, of course les wolf who is from les wolf sports llc we talked to him about what's happening in the autograph world and talk about collectible world and we got a couple of weeks to catch up on Les. so welcome
3: hey nice to see you
1: good to see you as well my friend well i just got back from florida my wife took me to spring training and i know you haven't been there I, I highly recommend uh going down to spring training it's it's really a A great time. There's no charge for parking, no charge to go to the practices. It's it's pretty good. That's good. And you get to escape escape the cold.
3: We've got a very mild winter. I can't complain about that one this year.
1: No, I still hate winters. Do you have snow today? We're getting snow today.
3: Not good. I haven't seen any snow yet, but hopefully not.
1: Very good. Well, I was lucky. We went to the Red Sox a couple, two times, and we went to the Twins a couple times. We were in Fort Myers. And I got to get Pedro Martinez autograph. He was very nice. He he stayed for about a half hour signing autographs for everyone. He was he was uh, very very uh, approachable and, and was talking with all the fans and signing everything. He was a, a great guy. Had
3: had you met Pedro before? Yeah, I met him at a, a book signing when he had his book signing. He was a very very good very good signer. Very nice guy. Very personable. No, it
1: was nice that he wasn't rushing through autographs like sometimes the guys do. You know, he was take he, he was you could really see. He was uh, signing his night name really nice. I saw a couple guys; people got uh, balls signed by him. I happen to have a, a card. he, had, of his, he has his, a nice handwriting. Hand
3: hand hand hand. hand. I got to give him give him that.
1: Yeah, he was very good. And then also the, um, I saw Calz Correa, at the Twins. He was he was uh, not as approachable, but he was still signing, and he was he was um, he was pretty cordial, which I was surprised. I got him. I got him on a ball in a in a card.
3: He's a hell of a player.
1: He is. It's too bad he didn't end up with the Mets. I think that uh, he would have been a great Matt.
3: Hey, we'll never know. But you know, I had a similar foot injury that he did, but I broke my heel. So I, you know, it. After a while, you do feel it, but I'm sure you know at the level that he's at, that it, it probably would have hurt him towards the end of his contract. So if I would, if I were one of the teams, I would have piled the money on high for the first five to seven years, and in the last three years and a ten-year contract that they gave, I would have made it much lower the salary.
1: Yeah, what was he? Is he like like twenty-seven or twenty-eight? Is he? Is
3: yeah, it was like old? a ten-year met. There was a ten-year contract with the Mets and the, uh, was it the the Giants, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: How you been doing with TTM? Is got any TTM requests out there?
3: Well, you know what I. I Every now and then, I, I, I look for, you know, I look for one thing. I find something else. I find I have a whole bunch of 1991 Corvette card set. And in that there, is there's a bunch of Mario Andretti cards. So I just said, what the hell? You know, what am I doing? So I took one of each card, a couple of each card that are uh, pictured Mario Andretti. And I just sent a bunch to him. I told him, keep all the duplicates and sign all the singles. So that's what we did so we mailed to Mario Andretti.
1: Have they, did you get him back yet?
3: I just mailed it to him this week.
1: Okay, how, how about anything else? You got anything else out there?
3: Do I have anything else out there? Uh, I don't think so. You're slacking
1: think, less. You're slacking in your old age.
3: I, you know, I, it depends. When I usually need guys, the sets and stuff, I send stuff out, but I haven't sent that much stuff out in a while.
1: You got yeah. any upcoming shows that you're going to be exhibiting at?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be at the uh, Jimmy Ryan Hofstra show. Jimmy Jimmy will be doing the National, I think, this year or next year. we will be in charge of the National. Him and Joe Drellick, a, a whole bunch of good guys. Uh, Jimmy runs a gr- excellent show. To anybody that's never done any of his shows. And I look forward to that. What's the date to that show? Uh uh April 14 15, 16th. Okay. Really? You, yeah, you coming to
1: Boston for the Rich Altman show or no?
3: Nah, nah. As I'm getting older, I find that I, you know it gets harder and harder for me to schlep the stuff, pack the stuff, display the stuff, pack the stuff, then unpack the stuff. So, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> This is my big year. I, you know, God willing, I make it to 70. And it'll be 64 years of collecting and buying and selling. So it takes its toll after a while.
1: You got anything uh, get anything special planned for the National this year in Chicago?
3: It all depends on the collections that I get up coming up to that.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. What are some of your recent acquisitions? What's some of the stuff you've purchased? I saw you had a Will Chamberlain uh, that you were selling
3: online. Did I... Uh... Did I tell you about the famous Pickle Jar collection? Yes, you did. <laughs> I uh, I just had those. Uh, well, I'm working on getting those authenticated. Uh, in there is uh, that Pete Rose ball that was used during the Pete Rose's 4192. So Jimmy Jimmy Spence is writing a letter. I, I'm a frequent flyer with JSA. You know, I know everybody by first name there. Wonderful people there. Donner is terrific to deal with. Jimmy, of course, is... The absolute best. So it's like two and a half, two and a half hours to get there. Uh, about two to get back. It's <laughs> it's a lot of driving.
1: Where is he? He's in in, in the Philly area.
3: Parsippany. He's in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Okay. And I'm in Long Island, so I I have to take the dreaded cross Bronx to get there. So I, cr- it's cross traffic from all over the place. So it was no fun. Well,
1: he's been collecting almost as long as you have, hasn't he?
3: I think he's collecting longer. His father started. Or his I father, remember his father, he his uh, father had a huge collection. And then you know, then it got sold and he recently a year or two ago. I think he bought it back and he was showing me some of the stuff he got. Jimmy's just a great guy. I think all you know, all everybody out there, you know, if you're dealing with anybody as far as authentication, Jimmy's by far and away the number one guy. I mean, he was doing it before PSA, before anybody even thought of it.
1: Yeah, I know he's been. He's. I've I've had him on the show uh, a couple of times. He's he's been a, a great guest. Um. Uh, so what? So you picked you picked up the pickleball balls. What else have you gotten?
3: Got a actually, I got a small collection that I'm just flipping to uh, to a car dealer. Uh, let's see. We we got some of those fifty two decals, uh, not in dim condition. Jackie Robinson. Oh yeah yeah. Trailer. Those are nice, yeah, but they're not in mint condition.
1: Were those? Are those? Were those a, a tops item, or was that some somebody else?
3: Uh who's were these? Uh, I do remember seeing those. My Cord, okay, the company, baseball, movie, television stars.
1: Yeah, then they're, they're really He's nice.
3: Creature Row, yeah. Then there was a bunch of Salada coins, including a a man. All, and those are old London including a mantle and a Cepeda. Pretty cool. How do, you,
1: how do you, how do you protect those coins? Because they do tend to rust,
3: right? Uh, I, you know, I, I look to sell them as soon as I can. Nice comente in here.
1: Those are nice. Well, the, those are the plastic ones. So I'm talking, the no, top ones, the he's top ones rust.
3: So this is the Colfax. Yeah, they do rust. Um, as in any any hobby collectible, the least less amount of times that you handle it, the better off you are. See, so yeah, I, I put all these in these hard plastics. Yeah, I'm going to sell them the way they are. Um,
1: do, you, do you do you personally put them in the plastics? this coins, or do you send them out to somebody?
3: Uh, I personally put them in the plastics. I was just looking to to protect them, but I don't I don't think there's any true way. To protect them, except to put it, you know, to encapsulate them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I they're, they're, not, they're not, the coins are nice again, but I, I have a few of them. But you know, I've gotten over the years, and they, they, I always put purchase them when they're in the plastic already. So. But if you know, anytime you, you come across them, especially those the seventy ones that were inserted with the tops cards, those things rust really quickly.
3: Well, interesting tidbit uh, on the. Uh, on the coin, you know, the encapsulation of in general. Did you know that when you put stuff in those encapsulations, number one, they're not UV protected. Number two, they're not protected against water.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking any of the grading companies, including PSA
3: Everyone, and Backett. Every one of them, yeah. Maybe one so, day they'll 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 you know they'll realize that they they got to somehow completely seal it and to uv put uv plastic on it yeah i'm surprised they
1: haven't gotten to that far it must just be a cost thing you would think
3: uh it should it should not matter the the cost it should matter that they do it
1: no i i agree um the panini you and i talked about it a couple weeks ago with the george brett babe ruth autograph fiasco and uh panini kind of righted the ship i guess and sent in a a new babe ruth autograph to the guy but the autograph was kind of um i don't know faded it was a little disappointing don't you think
3: yeah yeah they they should definitely make sure that that's um in a decent autograph
1: i know i saw i just saw somebody had a a top series one uh 2023 that just came out and they got a, a a rushman card that was supposed to be autographed and it wasn't autographed there's there's a lot of problems i think out there with the manufacturers
3: yeah that's a problem
1: i mean they're they're right i think they just they're running through these things so quickly and they're they're making there's so much so many cards and things going through this system it's hard to keep everything and see, making everything come out perfect i guess yeah well i had a cool a question from a listener and he he had these three things he was concerned about, and he was he was very con- he was curious about as a dealer, um, what do you consider a proper markup for um, something that you're selling, and in terms of how how do you you set a price? Do you, do you set it based on recent sales? Do you sell, do you try to find comps for it, and uh, if it's just a one-on-one or it's a unique item, how do you determine what your your price is and what you're going to pay for something?
3: Very good question. For it depends on the collection. Every collection is different when I look at it. If it's a baseball collection, and let's say there's a Mantle, there's Williams, Dimaggio the balls in it, I'll normally pay, depending upon the condition of ball, I'll probably pay about a half or maybe more of what the retail is on the, on those balls. On the other balls, I usually pay like 10, 10 to fifteen dollars, depends on who they are. Sometimes five dollars if they're common guys. Because every guy that every ball that's in there, it's going to cost me a minimum seven to ten dollars to get them certified. Right. With their letters is going to be twenty five to hundred dollars to one hundred fifty dollars. So every team ball that you look at, you got to pay a hundred bucks to get them certified. So I have gotten a lot of team balls certified where I have not made my hundred dollars back. So uh, and normally, like I said, it depends on the collection. If there's some decent stuff in there. If there's stuff that I really need or or have clients for, I'll pay pretty strong on that. I mean, if there's like uh, a Babe Ruth in there, you know, depends on what it's on, a photo. I mean, I've recently paid as much as 8,000 for an 8x10 that I have in my inventory. And I have it out at 12, but I'd probably take 10 for it. But uh, so my markup isn't that great. And I also got to get it certified. Uh, But certain things, the lower end stuff, uh, if it's a big card collection, and there's no real stars in there. I, I usually just bundle it together and figure out what I what, you know what I need to uh, be into it to make money. And another another thing with those kind of collections that the average person like you or anybody that's a collector, you know, when they think they're selling them, that they don't realize that the average collection that I buy, it usually takes me at minimum a year to two years to make my money back.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you that because, uh, you know, you you just you put purchase all those balls that, that you just purchased, but you had to get them out, send them out to get certified and you had to get letters of authenticity or, or whatever, um, you know.
3: Sorry. Sorry. Right. I got, mean, a, there's a wait time also between I mean, like, like, I'm still waiting on all the letters that Jimmy's got to write up for all those baseballs that I have there was 65 baseballs. So for five of them come back no good some some key ones in there. So, you know, that's another thing you got to factor in, you know, the, you know, what's good and what's not. And sometimes on that you make mistakes. You know, sometimes you think it's vintage, it's not. Sometimes you think it's authentic and it's not. So people got to realize um there's not too many dealers like myself out there that specialize mainly in autographs. And usually I try to pay pretty fair. Certain t- certain times I'll overpay, certain times I'll pay a little under the market because I don't think that item is going to sell that fast. I was going to say you,
1: but you usually, are there guys that move quicker than you um, than others in terms of, you know, you, you see a Babe Ruth and you know that there's a value there. Does it take you a while to get, get rid of a Babe Ruth or a Lou Gehrig as opposed to maybe a um, Aaron judge or, or or a current player?
3: Yeah. The, 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 higher the ticket item, usually the harder it unless you price it really, really low. Yeah, it is harder to sell.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have some cool stuff, that Sandy Koufax uniform, and you know, also, right. also, also cool stuff. How long you've been holding, holding on to that stuff before you you flip something like that?
3: That's that's already, I think, a two years now. Already, I've had that.
1: Yeah, just because, just because it's neat, just because it has some value, you still have to find that right person, right? It's not
3: it, it, exactly, and that that's what. You know when you come to me to sell sell me your collection, you know you're just looking to make as much money as you can, but you're not realizing that that I need to be into your collection for the right number. but uh, uh, and also, I, I need time to get to get it authenticated. I need time to advertise it to inventory it, and then to sell it. So it's take speaking some time. of selling,
1: you just sold a bunch of stuff uh, uh, at uh, what what is golden auction. Uh,
3: I sold the one. I sold a ticket at Golden Auction, a Brady ticket. Yeah how how much did that go for? I think it went very. I think someone got a great deal since it's the first game he ever played. That went for seven fifty plus the buyer's premium, probably around a thousand bucks.
1: Okay, so that that that's a good deal. And what else did you just recently sell? Because I know you sold a bunch of stuff uh, by auction.
3: Uh Hunt Auctions uh, did pretty well with them. Uh, I sold my uh, five hundred home runs card set signed with a Ruth cut on there so i did okay with that i'm not sure if my nba 50 sold or my my great game book with a nice Clemente autograph i'm not sure if they made reserves but i had some interesting lots in there i had like over 400 signed magazine pictures of boxers that went for like a 1200 bucks uh i've been selling a lot of index cards in all different hall of fame sports so you know on an average they've done fairly well and you know i don't mind if dealers are buying them out of there because i've got just so much stuff like people wouldn't believe like the hall of fame cards. i must have thirty five hundred of them signed and and the, the problem with those is the older guys you can't sell that well but the newer guys you know it cost you a fortune to get them signed like a jita is going to cost five to eight hundred dollars to get it signed I still don't have one in my collection, so yeah, I mean,
1: it's it's kind of crazy because that the guys now newer guys they know the value of it right and back then that there was there was no value per se so but um, obviously they they're not around signing anymore so it's kind of a catch twenty two. Do you have every Hall of Fame card signed basically?
3: Right now, I have every one except for the two, the couple of new guys, and I don't have a Jeter yet.
1: Very, very, very cool. Well, speaking with Les Wolf from Les Wolf Sports, LLC, you can go to leswolfsportsllc.com to check out all his stuff. He has all sorts of cool items uh, up for sale, including a uh, Will Chamberlain autograph. How did you get that in, uh, in your possession?
3: Another collection. And if anybody out there is looking to sell their collection, probably the biggest thing that they can do to help themselves and to help me is to make an actual list of what they have and send it to me and i'm happy to evaluate them i mean i find a lot of times people want to get their collections appraised i tell them what it's going to cost I say, are you looking to sell it or you want to insure it more often than most people want to sell it so i tell them listen i'll pay you a fair price for it if you want to sell it to me if you want to appraise it i charge an hourly fee and let me take a look and most of the time i look at the collections and I say listen you know i can spend your money very easily but I don't think you should get this appraised because it's going to cost you more than what I think you're going to get for the collection.
1: Sure. Another question I had from one of our listeners is that um, when you don't have a, a player's card to send, um, what do you send? And I'm going to ask you, do you do you send off baseballs or jerseys or uh, any, anything that's maybe a little more cum- cumbersome other than a photo uh, when you send off stuff to get signed by players through the mail?
3: Um well, usually I'm sending a photo of some sort or something that I need signed and I always try to include some index cards.
1: Have you got do you get any pushback from players that, that they won't sign something when when you send it off to them?
3: Um I, like I said before, I don't send out as much as I have in the past. So normally no. And normally when I send photos, if it's so, like a new Hall of Famer or something like that, I'll send them more. Say, listen, yeah, keep this for yourself. Yeah, keep one of these photos for yourself.
1: Speaking of new Hall of Famers, have, did you send uh, anything off to any of the new football Hall of Famers?
3: No, I have not.
1: Joe Klecko's one of your guys, no?
3: <laughs> Klecko, I'll wait till I see him. What a wonderful guy! Should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago.
1: And who, uh, um, who else? Ken Ken Riley's passed. Uh, Ridley, passed away, right? And who else do we have? Was one of guy? Oh, um, real Cordell uh uh Coriel. Don Coriel is no up. longer
3: with us. Right. Eric Coriel.
1: Yeah, is Revis a good guy to uh signing?
3: Most you know, most of the most of the Jets, because you know you have to suffer being a Jet fan and being a Jet player, they're good signers. And I think I think if the Jets are smart, they do sign David Carr.
1: <laughs> I you know what he's talented. I think he's I think he's better in the long run than uh Rogers, don't you?
3: rogers is by far and away the best quarterback that would be available but do you want somebody you got to trade first round picks for a guy if at most may play two years right <laughs> and he wants like 40 million a year or something well Carr isn't that cheap either
1: yeah but you know he's not coming in at 40 million maybe 20
3: no that's i, the don't pr- I think...
1: that's the price of a starting quarterback in the nfl
3: nowadays yeah i think he got i think we, we should have been raising quarterbacks Instead of All right, Les. If you, if
1: you if you if you had to recommend a hot player, an autograph, someone should should go after in the next six months that they should add to their collection. Who would you recommend?
3: In what sport? Any sport. Um, I like the guy in on the uh, Timberwolves. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew uh, Edwards. Edwards, yeah. Anthony Edwards. Yeah.
1: Anthony Edwards. Okay.
3: I think he, I think he's, I, I listened to an interview of him and I liked the way he comes across. He's increased his average over the last few years and he's not going to stop until he becomes the best player in the NBA. So I think he's a very, very, very good um, person. That guy, uh, Victor, I don't know how to pronounce his name. The guy is going to be the number one pick for the NBA. He's got outstanding skills Kamaya kamai i forgot how to pronounce it um i think he's going to be a real stud um how about baseball Anyone in baseball jason dominguez at a, for a while i thought he was going to be like a super super duper star but he you know i think he's getting buried in the yankees system how, I,
1: about, how about Volpe?
3: um my question would be is Okay, you have three guys, three shortstops, Yankees and the Minors. Uh, Peraza, uh, Cabrera, and Volpe. Cabrera is probably going to be a utility player. Peraza is probably the better hitter. Volpe may have more power. I, I think if Volpe doesn't make the major leagues this year, you have Peraza probably going to be the starting shortstop. So I'd say probably Peraza. Kind of Filippa, Um he, you know, Nice player, very very clutch hitter, but unfortunately he choked in the playoffs. So I, I think I, I think I would start Peraza, have kind of Falepper as a backup, or maybe even trade him. And then I got then I got the question to you: Is uh, who's the Red Sox shortstop going to be? Story? No,
1: no, Story's hurt. He's he hurt his elbow, so they're gonna, he's going to be out. I think they're going to play uh, Kiki. Hernandez, I think he's going to be their shortstop for the beginning of the season, anyway. And uh, you know they're waiting for Marcelo Meyer to come aboard, and uh, I think he's probably two years away. So uh, that's why they don't want to sign anybody.
3: Yeah, and I, and I'd always I'd look to all the teams' uh, rookies from last year, and and then see which ones had good statistics and things that might make it, because uh, you never know. There's always somebody that comes up from somewhere.
1: Know who I like is Torkelson from the Tigers. I think he didn't have a great year last year, but I think he's gonna have a, a really, really big year this year.
3: Mm-hmm. That's possible.
1: All right, bud. Les Wolf, go to Les Wolf Sports LLC for all your autograph stuff. He has so much cool stuff. You didn't tell me how you got the uh how you picked up that Chamberlain. Was it did it
3: piece? It was in a big collection. The book you mean? Yeah. Oh, that, that was in a book, a big collection. I've got that for years. It's one of my favorite books. If you ever, you know, Wilt, uh, Wilton is 10,000 women that he supposedly slept with. Great stories. I mean, some of these guys, you know, just the stories behind how they got to where they are and their stardom. You just got, you know, you know, it's one thing to, uh, to admire and idolize an athlete. But when you read their real story, what's behind them uh, to see how they achieve what they did, you know, it's pretty amazing.
1: What's your, What are you reading now? You reading? You got any uh, books you want to recommend?
3: Um, no, no, not really. Uh, I don't read as much as I used to because I have too many books. Period. Um, I I try to watch movies more now, and you know, and, and teach me more about the athlete's uh, background.
1: Yeah, I just watched The Irishman with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, and. and uh, all, who uh, al pacino who, who great story movie was that it's like three hour movie it's all no. about uh jimmy hoffa
3: oh i just saw uh i did it um mauricio Suleiman had a big thing on battling siki he did a movie a, a documentary and i uh went to the uh the open the premiere very very interesting story if you want to Read. You want to read about someone very interesting? Check out Battling Siki S I K I. Very interesting story. He's the first black champion in boxing. In boxing, before, before Jack Johnson, and very interesting parallels, like where he married a white woman, had a kid, uh, got banished. So it's very very interesting. So you know, if you want to want to read or watch something good, Battling Siki. It's a documentary.
1: All right. Thank you, Les. Les Wolf, guys, check him out. Les Wolf, com. He's also on. Uh, He's got um, uh, um, an eBay store, right? eBay store. All sorts of cool stuff. Make sure you check him out. Les, we'll talk to you next week. You have a great week and uh, great to catch up with you.
3: And don't forget to send me your collections.
1: Yep. Yeah, if you want to, if you're selling your collection, if you if you'd like to uh, talk to Les about appraising uh, your collection, if you have any ideas or if you have questions, send it to me at TTMcast at yahoo.com or Les. Les, what's your email address again?
3: L W O L F F eighteen twenty three at AOL. I know I'm an old 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 dinosaur with AOL. I hear He's that He's keeping
1: a lot. AOL alive. All right, guys. Thank you, Les. We you will talk to you next week. You. Thank you. Well, the best thing about Les Drew is Les doesn't pull any punches, right? You mm-hmm. you talk to him about something, he says he says what's on his mind. He doesn't care who 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 he offends or who he doesn't offend. He gives his opinion. It's 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 really nice to talk to him. This week, one of the questions the one of our listeners asked was about uh, marking things up. You know, how much do you pay for? Uh, product and and how do you know how do you determine how much you're going to pay for them? And Les was very forthright about it. And you know, there's a lot involved that, that you don't think about. And Les is really cool. Uh, I think ne- next week I'm going to talk to Les about um, sending your items into au- auction companies and how nice. that that goes. So uh, we love Les. Les, thank you very much. We will we'll hear from more from Les if not next week, then certainly the following week. Um, and that that wraps up more from Les. I hope you enjoy my time with Les.
0: And now it's time for Collectors Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week.
1: All right, Drew. Let's get right into it. All right, let's get into a little Collectors Corner. Right. Well, all right. We bring the collectors in that are passionate about collecting. Right. We don't. We don't want to talk to to the guy that just buys one pack a a, a year. We talk about guys that are, that are crazy like us. And uh, this this collector is is crazy in the best way. His name's Adam Robert. He is from Philadelphia. He is not that old old of a guy. I thought he was a little older when I first met him, but he's 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 a younger guy, and uh, he is a super TTM set collector. He he has collecting about twelve different sets, and he has over five hundred fifty percent in all these sets. So we talked to Adam about TTMing and set collecting and all his passion. Uh, so please enjoy my interview with Adam Robert in Collector's Corner. All right, guys, it's time for Collectors Corner. And you know, sometimes we talk to guys that are little collectors. Some guys we collect one thing, some guys collect another. This guy, his name's Adam Roberts. He's from Pennsylvania. He is a Phillies fan. And you're not going to believe how many sets he's collecting and how deep he is into getting all the cards signed. It's unbelievable. So, welcome to the program, Adam.
4: Hi, Jeff. How are you?
1: very good adam let's see you are you're collecting like one two three four five six seven eight nine 10 11 12 13 14 15 different sets is that do i have it right
4: that sounds about right
1: (laughs) glutton for punishment guys he's not only collecting the sets he's collecting the sign sets so i'll just run i'm going to run down these numbers for you which is unbelievable all right guys He is, ready, 1970 set, he's got 59%, 71, 58%, 72, 63%, 74, 58%, 74 traded, 56%, 77, 75%, 78, 66%. 81, 64%, 82 flare, 63%, 83 tops, 71%, 86 tops, 76%, 86 tops traded,
4: 66%,
1: 87 tops, 79%. When do you sleep, my friend?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Once the ball gets rolling, it's hard to get it to stop
1: what came first chicken or the egg did you do you collect the sets first and then uh, the autographs after or you do it simultaneously or uh, you know how, how how is the best way to to shoot for a set because i'm working
4: on a couple sets and i'll tell you i i've had a roadblock in a lot of these you know that's a great question if i was starting at ground zero i would get the completed set first and then i would go for the autograph because there's so many times where you're going to send out a, uh, to a player and they have a card in three adjacent sets. So economies of scale, it's much easier to send three at one time if you have the card already. Um, so my collecting journey, um, I had 86 and 87 available on hand from my childhood. Yep. I would always set them, send them out together. And then as kind of other sets uh, kind of fell into my lap, uh, I'd always try and obtain uh, an adjacent set just so I'd have a second card to send. Because because a lot of times if you're just sending one, it, it becomes a very expensive hobby. Um, three is kind of the sweet spot uh, from what I found. Three cards at a time.
1: Have the guys been more receptive to sending signing multiple cards? I usually just send two. That's kind of my, my go-to. I usually put a, two cards in a top loader. And that that's about it. So like right now I've been doing 86 and 87 uh, and sending those because there's a lot of duplication there. Right. Yeah. But um, you know, a guy, guy, like say Brooks Robinson, that's been it, that's in all these, you know, nine of these sets. How do you handle, how do you handle a guy like that?
4: Yeah. Some of these guys have a lot of cards. So, I mean, like, I think I heard you mention that you try not to send more than one per year, um it's everyone kind of has their own rules how many to send per envelope or how frequent to send to the same player um when I go about it I I never send I think four is the max I'll I'll be willing to do if I see a guy has sent several returns back at four it doesn't seem like he has any issue with it uh very generous to his fans um I'll, I'll send four to those type of players um a guy like brooks i'd probably send like two at a time um, and then just kind of space it out um guys with the vintage sets that are hall of famers their cards are kind of expensive so i have a hard time obtaining more than two at a time if if i'm able to up um it's a an opportunity here and there
1: do you let the guys know that you're working on the sets, and, and do you ask questions, or, or what, 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 what's your 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 uh, secret? Give us give us your TTM secret.
4: <laughs> so uh, I'd say my letters all have like the same core uh, structure around them. I thank them for their time. I let them know that I'm collecting and that uh, I am interested in autographs. I make one or two small comments that. I admire them for some trait. And then I uh, ask them a question. uh, What do they think of uh, the game today? Or uh, who influenced their career? Kind of I have like maybe 10 questions that I kind of rotate in and out. um, And I try and keep it relatively short, maybe like 10 sentences on a three by five index card. Um, which also dubs as a um, protection for the cards while they're in transit.
1: Okay. Do you put in a top loader?
4: Yeah, the card saver. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, when you I first. A,
1: or a top loader?
4: Uh, the card saver uh, top loaders. Okay. They're, they're more flexible. So they yeah. go through the sorting machines a little easier. Um, when I first, so, so when I first started collecting, I went to Facebook groups. And they said the players don't like to take the cards out of the top loaders. And they even suggested taping the card to the top of the top loader. So it has the protection on the back, um, but then it still kind of stay in place. And I don't know why, I, but the first few I did, I listened to that advice, and the cards would, I, I even used Scotch tape, the very first few I sent. Were taped on top of a. a, a thing. Yeah,
1: you learn called... you learn very quickly. That's not the way to go.
4: <laughs> no, so over time, I the best method for me is I put all the cards. So uh, if it's three cards into one, I think it's Card Saver Two, is the wider ones that they could grab out the yep. the play, remove the cards easy and put them in easily, um, and then two index cards um, on the outer side of the card saver is my technique
1: And how many requests are you doing a month
4: um it really varies um if i'm really churning them out i could do 100 in a month um but there's are much- you handwriting
1: on all- You're handwriting everything right
4: yeah yeah i i don't know i feel like if you don't it's i i don't think players really a lot of them probably don't even care, but I feel like there's a personal aspect to writing an individual letter. And then they know you're not just like copying and pasting that they cut. You you definitely had to put the effort into writing an original uh, letter to them because I think some of these guys get a little upset with the whole TTM industry and the fact that selling does go on mm-hmm. and I think they can become a little cynical to the hobby. Uh, so that at least proves that th- the person writing the request is genuinely uh, taking time to connect with them. What
1: are some of the unique interactions you've had with with uh, former athletes? I know because you you know you're doing so many, so uh, I'm sure there's some kind of cool interactions or even some interactions that that you, you step back and said, oh, I really probably didn't did, did that didn't do that the best way for this guy.
4: yeah um sometimes you you get outdated information that like if a person changes their fee sometimes it comes off as maybe they get a little offended that you sent the old fee versus the new fee or you sent something incorrect or i've never actually i've seen it on twitter where jim palmer received a letter and it had the wrong player's cards in so i guess somebody was just churning out so many i never made that mistake but i could see that happening
1: i did uh, it. i did it with um jeff reed and jerry reed i sent uh, uh, i sent jeff reed jerry reed's cards i wasn't even sending to jeff reed but jeff reed actually signed a card card for me sent it back and he sent the jerry reed cards back i just uh, you know you know when you're reading the addresses it was they were one on top of the other and i just put the wrong address in
4: yep yep i um so i i guess kind of similar um some cards aren't very clearly labeled who they are and sometimes i think it was john Matluck on maybe a 1974 like world series or playoff type card and it has a picture but it doesn't have his name on it but if you search in some directories it lists him as the player so he wrote like 90 on a a post-it um and he didn't sign and i A lot of times there's error cards where the picture is different than the name. Yeah. So some of those, but um, I, I've made those mistakes. I I should say that I didn't research it enough before I sent it, but no major slip ups. Um, Most of the guys kind of enjoy, I think the interactions with the fan or at least understand that it's part of being an ex baseball player. And um, they, you know who the ones that are okay with autographs through the mail and which ones aren't. By going to these various sites, like I belong to um, Sports Card Network, uh, SCN. Yep. And and you get a history of everyone's uh, interaction. So you know who's cool with it or who wants to be left alone.
1: Do you have a favorite set? You're working on so many. Do, Do you have a set that you really enjoy?
4: I like the borders on the 72. It's colorful. I don't like any of the sets that have the facsimile autographed. Yeah. So I am doing 71, but that was just a matter of convenience. I had so many 71 cards um, because they kind of fell into my lap. I was trying to get an adjacent set to the 83 tops. And I was supposed to meet this guy on Facebook Marketplace. And I think we agreed on like 40 or 50 bucks for the 84 top set. Um, And I get there and right before I, I go, I said, well, if you have anything else, feel free to bring it along. I'll take a look. And he... Popped his trunk and it was filled with um vintage comments from 1970, 71, and 74 were the three predominant sets. And I hadn't done any research at the time. I was only mostly had 80s junk wax stuff. So yeah. I had no price. And I was all of a sudden, I no longer cared about this 84 set. I had <laughs> on these ones because there's so many players that were signing from that era and they're much more willing than the newer generations that where if 20% of the 86 set signs, there might be 40% of the 1970 set. So I'd see a lot of these guys signing and I I didn't have any cards to send. So I saw this golden opportunity and this guy didn't have a price. I didn't know how to price that type of stuff. And I ended up giving him an offer that was way too low. He's like, no, no, no. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't know what they're worth. I'm not going to offer anything. I don't understand. And I started to walk away and he's like, my wife's going to kill me if I take these back to the house. So they're yours.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So I had a ton of seven. So that, so I kind of liked the 70 and 72 because, um, I liked the design of the border. Uh, the 71, I didn't like so much, but it just made sense sending out the three simultaneously.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Do you um do you any like any of the the current cards? I mean, the guys aren't as good TTMers, but do you have any any uh current releases that you like?
4: Um, so my son I, my son's finally getting into baseball, and so he likes opening the packs. I yeah. never really got into the newer stuff. Uh, it's a little confusing because there's so many products, and um, I predominantly only collected tops. Uh, so he's getting me into it uh what i noticed about the newer cards is they're much glossier and the autograph doesn't stick and i have i'm like kind of a mad scientist when it comes to autographs so i have like test cards so you test with baby powder you test with there's like nose grease t- method there's okay. the white eraser yeah the eraser the wiping on jeans there's like 30 different methods. And what I noticed is each set of cards, uh, it varies which techniques the best. And even so, like like 89 Tops, I had a factory set from my childhood that I was sending out. And those ones were very difficult to get the autograph to stick. Um, Yeah, the
1: 92 was not a great set either, I don't think.
4: Yeah, well, the weird thing is, I don't know if it's because it's a factory set versus pack opened, but even within the set, like there's variability. So, um, some 89 tops, they'll retain the autograph very easily. Other ones I, for the 89 tops, the method I was using was the white eraser that was the best on the factory setup. Um, but I noticed the newer stuff, the gloss is so heavy and the prep is so intense and the autograph is so expensive from these current players that like, I just, i don't want to deal with it it's no, just i know you're you're yeah. gotta be a glutton for punishment because when you lose a really nice player's autograph like a poo host or something like i couldn't imagine that
1: <laughs> do you have a white whale someone that you really really been trying to get you're trying to get and you really want
4: uh that's a great question um oddly enough i don't have any schmidt on cards okay. of like vintage cards so i'm always like kind of hunting uh he, there's a lot of ghost signing of his and yeah. of his. So you got to be very careful. Um, there is a guy that does a lot of signings with him. I think his name's Tom Orr, and he has uh, an eBay store. So I scout his eBay store and then try and find a deal. Cause I know his are probably real cause he's done private signings, right. with him. but he's Schmidt used to sign a ton And so there's a lot out there, but they're poor quality autographs. And then there's a lot coming out now that are nice autographs, but they're super expensive because his show price is so high. Yeah, I
1: know he's going to be at the Philly show in uh, March, I believe.
4: Yeah, I heard that as well. Yeah. So he, I would say he's probably the white whale. Um, I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard for me to like stand in line at a show all day. Just I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me like it once did. I just like the short interaction at the ballpark or um, through the mail. Um, And not even, I don't do a lot at the ballpark, but um, every now and then we'll go uh, to spring training. And if you sit in the first two rows, you just like stick your hand out with ball and the guys will grab it and sign it. Or, well, I don't really do the cards much in that scenario, but um, a lot of team ball so if you're there and the whole team is walking in you just hand it to whatever player is walking by
1: yeah how are you storing the cards you are they all in binders do you have a, a special way of storing the cards
4: yeah they're i forget what the name of the company is it's like called like a vallero uh binder it's like this really nice leather uh binder and it fits inside a slip cover so the it's very stable and very nice looking from the outside it almost looks like a like a historic book. Okay. And those those are the binders I really like. And then whatever UV protection uh binder pages that I can find. I, I really don't have a huge preference on them. It's just kind of whatever it is. Um and I, I converted about uh two of the sets into those really nice binders and I'm I'm gonna pick up some more. I really like them.
1: Yeah, uh, and how you does your wife support your your habit?
4: <laughs> uh, <I> no. <know.
3: laughs> mine either. Uh,
4: yeah, she tolerates it. Yeah, mine uh, too. What what I found was it, other sports and activities and hobbies became more difficult. So going golfing would take four hours, We're sending out a letter takes two minutes. So I think if she has to choose, she prefers <laughs> the two-minute uh sending of a letter versus uh all day golfing and then drinking and then uh the, i'm just out of commit. like come home i'm just on the couch i'm just tired
1: yeah <laughs> do you do you envision you you know you have so many sets that you're you're collecting do you envision actually finishing these there's there's so many uh you know white guys that just either passed away or, or won't sign one specific card it's you know i, yeah. I you know you and i talked to earlier i'm doing the 78 set and i'm doing a the 92 game day football set and i've got you know i probably like you are I you know i probably have 60 70 of the sets but i've hit that wall you know the the guys that sign sign and then the the other guys that you know you want to spend a hundred dollars for lawrence taylor you know what i mean it's just it's yeah silly
4: yeah and i'm always like looking at the economics of it and that's part of the fun of collecting cards to me like as a kid i would get the beckett and the tough stuff and you see your value uh appreciate and you it's fun to trade and and accumulate like a set that's valuable and has value um but a lot of these like i just look at the return if if potentially i would have to sell it and a lot of these guys i i don't think it's worth like they're they're Price that you see them selling for on eBay versus the price that it costs to like acquire it—it's just right. so difficult to make sense of it. And for me, like, like the Roberto Clementes, which are super difficult from those sets. Like everyone loves Roberto Clemente, so that's kind of like I could justify like maybe paying a higher amount for a player like that. But then there's like I think his name was Steve Hovely. Is like, the elusive one from the 1970 set, I'd have no idea who he was if not for he's a difficult signer or Mel Hall from the 1986 set who was incarcerated for some heinous crimes. Like, I can't see myself paying hundreds of dollars for, for these players that it's simply to accomplish the goal of completing the set. So it's a sad realization when you realize you got all the easy guys and now it's the guys that don't make financial sense to pursue or um it's just like i want to pay more for the players that you appreciate it more not the players that the the guy that's in jail and he just can't sign cuz he's right. easy.
1: I mean it's fun- the the fine thing about the autograph sets is you know you say that there there's value to them but i think if you look at the economics of it the money, the amount of time, and the amount of cards you had to go purchase because you didn't get one back, and yeah, know, just putting the sets together. I don't think it can be a winning proposition. I think it's just because we love the autographs. I just yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's financially uh, beneficial.
4: Yeah, I guess where I was going with that comment is like I do see it as I, I personally I don't sell my TTM autographs, but if I like knowing they have value. Yeah, and no, I I agree. If you if you look at it from an investing standpoint, getting an autograph on a rookie card. So it's most players charge the same. Like Jim Palmer, for instance, I'll, I'll throw that name out. He signs for like ten dollars. If you were trying to get a return on your investment, the best card to send out would be the rookie card because a Hall of Fame rookie card are very highly collectible. Where like the '82 Fleer, um, probably not. But uh, but that's a bad example. because Palmer's an incredible value for all his autographs, but there's other guys that charge for their autographs where it just doesn't make sense um, if you have the opportunity to get the rookie card signed or the 86 tops, getting the 86 tops signed.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the problem I've had, uh, especially the 78 set. It's, you know, do I want George Brett on a 75 tops card or do I want to spend money on him on a 78 card? So I have a lot of the the big guys i haven't gotten because i've gotten their rookie cards or be- cards that uh, you know more, are worth more than you know the 78 cards so it's a fourth card and doesn't have any you know, no one no one's going on i need that george Brett card sign but you know you have a 75 tops card sign it, you have something there
4: yeah your example was much better than mine i need to bring <laughs> they could explain my thoughts
1: <laughs> how long have you been uh, sending ttms out
4: so um as a kid um i was enamored in the junk wax era and then there was just this, this, this huge gap and what happened was i was at my parents house and i hadn't looked at these cards in decades and they were just sitting in monster boxes in the corner of their basement and i kind of said well why do you even still have that they're just like sitting there wasting like valuable space in your house that you're have heating and uh the Hey, you have to take care of the space, and now you don't have space for your own stuff. So I kind of felt I was burdening them by having these boxes of cards that yep. I'm using. And the majority of them were just didn't have any value. They were like the 90 Donra. I think two 5,000 count monster boxes were just straight 90 Donras. Um, you look like, at
1: them and then you just sh- you shake your head and sigh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but I mean, and a majority of my collecting back then was like, never anything very expensive um but there was like 86 tops 87 tops um so I threw it all in the car and then I kind of went down moved it down my basement I was like well what am I going to do with these and I kind of been following some Facebook memorabilia groups um actually the what kind of was the transition i was looking at game use stuff that was really intriguing to me because there was such a low supply on like game use jerseys and stuff and you could buy them certain players for like a 100 bucks yep. and you know, i only wore three jerseys a year so um supply and demand like there's just so so low supply but i'd go on those facebook memorabilia to, to seek out uh game use stuff and i noticed people would put that X player was signing, so I was like, okay, well, I know these '86 and '87 uh from scrolling through eBay. I mean, basically worthless. Like, the, you could buy like maybe a hundred '1987 Mark mcguire tops cards for like five bucks. Right? They were a piece back, back in the day. um So I realized that, like, okay, well, if this guy is willing to sign three of these cards, I mean, they have to be worth more than the price of a fifty-cent stamp. Um, so it was my way of like making these valuable again in my mind i couldn't deal with the fact that they were junk (laughs) they're called junk wax but i wanted to make them something better than junk wax got you
1: well we're speaking with adam roberts adam is from pennsylvania he's a phillies fan he's a collector extraordinaire in terms of he's going after about 12 or 15 different uh, tops and flare sets trying to get them all autographed he is on twitter at at four six three double play you should follow him on twitter he he posts great stuff i love the um 65 Philly page that you just completed that that oh, was kind of
4: cool yeah um most of that uh there was a collector on S- scn uh, they have like a buy sell trade section so i got majority of that um <laughs> through him a lot of those players are deceased before I started down this path but I did add a few recently and that's what prompted me to take the picture because I was able to get one myself
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it's nice when you can complete a page as well um do you do you you see a fluctuation in terms of uh TTM and like goes uh ebbs right sometimes the guys sign and they'll stop signing do you, do you think we, we've saturated the market in terms of the the amount of people that are ttming and we're gonna we're gonna kill our, kill our own hobby by having too many people
4: yeah that's definitely a risk i mean i don't know whether or not i fully believe it i see certain players saying they get thousands a week and stuff and it's like a cup of coffee type player and i'm like there's no way Um, that a guy like Ryan Sandberg or Brooks Robinson or one of these other Hall of Famers have done TTM for years could handle the volume if these cup of coffee guys are saying they're getting thousands. So like, I don't really know what to believe.
1: I don't believe thousands for the cup of coffee guys. I, you know, I talked to enough of these guys. I, I um, interviewed Roger Mason who pitched for the, uh, a bunch of teams, including giants. And the other day, and he's like, yeah, I get, you know, I get 15, 20 a month, that type of thing, which is, Yeah. Normal for, you know, for, for, he's a cup of coffee guy, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't think if guys like that, like could linger around long enough, I think this hobby will stay popular. Um, I do see a lot of these younger players, even minor leaguers, uh, charging what what I feel like is, is more than their value. Um, And I feel like it is hard to keep up with that. And like, I could see like a younger uh, collector once once these older guys move on that are kind of the good signers that these younger guys if they don't if there aren't enough of them doing it then it'll be very difficult for a younger person to get attracted to the hobby
1: yeah i mean you kind of hope that they don't get jaded by the ebay and the money that's involved in it and that they appreciate it that they're that when they're done playing 10 years that they appreciate their fans and you know, people remember them, you know, so um, uh, fingers crossed, I think that human nature is going to come play out and that these guys that weren't signers will become signers because they'll they'll appreciate that people are interested in them.
4: Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you're right. Uh, I do see guys pop up that had never signed or hadn't signed for like five years. And maybe it's a nostalgia thing for them too. like, maybe they just need to go away from it and then come back to it um, kind of like I did uh, in my story, or the reason why 87 tops kind of gained popularity is because that nostalgia factor kicked in and all the people that their first set was 87 just hit that age where they they have more free time and more disposable. Mm-hmm. Them.
1: Um, do you you, know, you use a bunch of sites for trading? Is there is there any sites you can recommend for people to, to trade auto, uh, autograph cards?
4: I mostly use Twitter and Facebook. Um, there's a few Facebook groups. I I just generally in the search box, I'll put TTM or vintage, uh, and just like whatever ones come pop up. I just, uh, accept, 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 or apply, I guess. Um, the, the one I use a lot is called something with guru in the title, guru, TTM, buy, sell, trade, or something like that. Okay. On Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook. It's a Facebook group. I bought that a lot. Or I, buy a lot from there but um, a lot of the TTM ones say no selling on them so it's hard to uh, conduct a lot of deals even trading a lot of them say no trading um, but a lot of them are are very strict about the no selling rule so it's hard to pick stuff up
1: what are some of the recent successes that you got that are kind of hard to get guys Um, you know you're sending out so many so you're you're a good guinea pig for the rest of us (laughs) yeah that, that that you can test the water, so to speak.
4: Oh yeah, I love taking gambles. There's nothing like um, taking a big time gamble and then having it pay off. Um, most of them, I, I'm sure you probably see a lot of the same sites I did. Um, the biggest one ever, uh, Wayne Gretzky. I think it was around like 2020, signed for like a short window. Yeah. So I'm sure he got flooded. Uh, Jerry Rice was another big one. Um, I think he had like an agent. And you sent it to the agent and he didn't sign the card you sent, but he sent a signed card. Um, And I think the other one, the big one more recently, um, and I hope I pronounce his name right, uh, Yankees prospect, Anthony Velope. Yeah. Yeah. He's been sending back a a leaf like promo card if he's, if he's him. But um, there, there's this, aspect of whenever a guy random guy signs, that's like elusive um, people avoid posting it. Um, I normally um, post it on my Twitter. If I do get what, what, just whatever I get, I post on there, but uh, I won't put the success in SCN just because I know that guy might get flooded. Um, But I feel like on Twitter, it's mostly like kind of people I, I correspond with. So I enjoy the interactions and, and just putting everything out there on, on the Twitter one.
1: Yeah. It's a fun community. I think it, it, that one of the fun things of TTMing is sharing the information. I think that's part of it. And I think it's a, a fun community to interact with people. And uh, you know, I, the one thing that I hate is when you post something and someone says, oh, that's not real. That's a secretary or that's his wife or that, that kind of
4: bothers me see i don't mind that as much someone actually posted that on one of mine recently and it just causes me to look into it a little more so um i think it was like there's a few players throughout but um that go signed and i would buy a more expensive card to send it i might buy like the rookie card so i i kind of appreciate someone saying oh that's not real because then i won't send that person again i'll know not to trade that card away i think it was like charles hudson for instance um Mm -hmm. it was signing real and then it became a ghost signed and someone said oh that's a ghost sign and i was about to trade that card to someone so i I would have felt bad if i would have traded a ghost signed one um and then and then plus i won't send that guy anymore because i don't want to kind of corrupt my collection yeah
1: i mean you hope you hope that they appreciate that when people are requesting their autograph that at least if they don't want to sign it don't sign it but sending out a fake one or having someone else send sign it is I think the worst thing that can happen don't you
4: yeah uh I mean that's worse than not getting a return um that like I'm um, I'm not too particular as, as like a guy like Charles Hudson because it's free but I think that would frustrate me if it was a bigger bigger name player that you would spend a lot of money on the card um or they required a fee I think there was uh I heard a lot of debate on it whether Don Sutton, was ghost signing or his mm-hmm. wife thing and he was collecting a fee for it so that that would have rubbed me the wrong way if uh i put out a bunch of money for a don sutton rookie card and then i pay a fee and, and they kind of collect that and it's not authentic right it's not authentic
1: you're you're on pace for a thousand requests so far in 2023 you think you're gonna you're gonna hit that number
4: uh yeah i'll, pro- I'll probably slow down i noticed I, i've been coming to this realization that uh a lot of the easy ones I've knocked out and now it's the guys I'm whole it's like the guys that haven't signed in a few years and now are popping up randomly or like I said getting some nostalgia so I have a feeling it's going to slow down a bit uh just because I checked all the easy ones out.
1: <laughs> you grabbed all the low hanging fruit, my friend. We're talking with Adam Roberts Adam is from Pennsylvania, he's a Philly fan. Follow him on Twitter at 463 double play. Uh what's your your handle on uh Facebook if someone wants to follow you
4: on Facebook? Adam Robert
1: at, 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 at @Adam Robert So make sure you am on all those.
4: One. Yeah, I'm on all those TTM sites, so
1: Follow him on, on uh, Facebook. It's great to talk a little T. with you, my friend. Anything oh, else you definitely. want to add before I let you go?
4: No, I love talking to the community. I love uh, the interactions on, especially Twitter. I feel like t- Twitter is such a great media. I love Twitter. I love those stack sales where people, you could inspect the condition of the card and it's fast pacing and you could combine shipping very easily. There's, like ebay it's, it's much more difficult to do that um where those stack sales it's all from one seller so it's very easy to save some money and, and get the missing cards from the sets you need
1: do you use any apps for any uh apps to manage your collection or inventory your collection or um are you using any, any computer stuff
4: i like the scn um tracking tools yeah the, they have the want list where in the case of a set, you could just click the select all and it would select the entire set. And then every time you get one, you uh, remove that checkbox. And then the monitoring of your requests, like how long the route, and you can put a picture and all that type of stuff on SCN. So that that's really the only one I use for that. Do
1: you have a favorite card?
4: Uh, I, I think it was from the 1978 set where it's Steve Carlton, Jim Palmer, um, I'm trying to remember the the Dennis
1: Leonard and yeah, yeah and yeah, Dave bolt it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that you can get five guys on one card, and there's some pretty big names on that card too. And they're all pretty, they're not none of them are too tough, and they're all pretty good value, I feel like.
1: Yeah, it's really fun. Well, Adam, thank you very much. It was nice meeting you nice spending a little time talking cards. And uh, keep up posting on Twitter. I love your your Twitter post. Guys, follow Adam on Twitter. It's at 463 Double Play. Uh, root for the Phillies for you this year. It should be a good sir. team. What do you think?
4: Yep. Yep. Uh the regular season might be a little tough without uh Harper for the first half of the yeah. year, but weekend of the playoffs and then do some damage. All right, bud. Thank you. You'd be good. All right. Thank you. Really enjoy the show. Thanks, right. Jeff. Thanks. Bye.
2: Drew, you and Adam could could sh- could be brothers, right? <laughs> I actually have traded with him a couple times. I was looking back through here. I'm like, wait a minute, I know that name. And yeah, that's yeah, we've uh, made a couple trades through uh, Facebook before. I don't remember what all. Uh, what all yeah, well, was I know he's that collecting a
1: 72 there. set, so it might maybe something with that. Uh, this 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 guy's awesome. You should fo- follow him on um, on Twitter. I think it's he's six four three. Double play is his Twitter handle.
2: And, okay yeah i follow him on twitter then too but yeah i'm looking through here and yeah i got uh, he got a few uh, 72 doubles off me back in uh summer of 2020 so there we go yeah
1: he's a great collector so it was it was a pleasure to talk to him uh, and, and i love collector's corner if you have any if you, you want to be part of the show and, and be featured on collector's corners just send me an email too. dtmcast at yahoo.com yeah we love to talk to you i think that wraps up collector's corner drew next we're going to do a little making the grade
0: Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. CSG has new lower prices for 2023. That's right, CSG has new lower prices on its most popular tiers, while continuing to offer top of the line service and the best slabs in the industry. With CSG's expertise, slabs, and pricing collectors will love, now is the time to submit your sports cards. See the CSG difference and submit your cards today. Go to csgcards.com to submit your cards for quick turnaround times and the best prices in the hobby. Save $10 off a yearly membership to CSG with code TTMcast. Get your favorite cards into the industry's best holder for even less. Save $10 off your membership with code TTMcast at csgcards.com.
1: Making the grades: a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. And we have some uh, grading stats from our friends at GemRate.com. This is uh, grading stats for February 13th through the 19th. Keep in mind that this was a holiday week. So the mo- Monday, uh, most of the grading companies will close. But uh, we have some uh, numbers from all the grading companies. PSA graded 262,700 cards. They were 9% over previous week very good csg our friends at csg they did 23500 cards they were down 22% uh, again keep in mind monday was a holiday our friends at uh, sgc this is sgc they had 20800 cards they were down 16% and beckett they were had 13200 cards they were down 27% so i think drew, drew if you figure figure in the missing uh, monday it kind of would be right right there either flat or a little up don't you think
2: yeah definitely because i mean mondays are usually kind of a bigger delivery day for the mail service uh stuff kind of falls off a bit on tuesday and wednesday
3: so i mean mean, you're missing
2: you're missing a big delivery day in there and i mean that's one sixth of the week right there which is what 16 17 percent right there so if you see it's what drop off like sgc dropped off 16 percent that's exactly what you'd expect to be missing then.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's still, they graded, the four companies graded over 325,000 cards in in, in right. one in a week. So uh, I think the hobby is still going strong. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, we're not seeing the, the huge booms that we saw two years ago, but I think, I think there's still a
2: steady growth out there. Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, I think it's the way it's going to be for quite a while here. I mean, Gradings have been around for, what, 20, 25 years now, and it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And uh, yeah, I don't see any sign of that stopping.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, uh, SGC uh, has a special going on right now that they will grade 2023 uh, Top Series 1 cards for $9 a card. Nice. That's pretty so, good. So that is a pretty good deal. And I'm sure their numbers are going to uh, skyrocket in the next couple of weeks because uh, I know a lot of people that are, that are uh, taking advantage of that.
2: That's some uh, news here from uh, CGC and CSG and uh, making some deals with PWCC's marketplace. They've launched a vault partnership with them. So, through just one, one uh, stop shopping, basically, here for all this, you can get your cards authenticated, graded, encapsulated, all that kind of stuff through CC, uh, CGC and CSG. They'll ship it off to the PWCC vault out in Oregon and keep it all in one spot for you. So some uh, cool stuff going on there. I've seen a few of those vault partnership type things going on there and makes for some easy sales that way as well. If you're looking to get stuff uh, slabs and then immediately uh, flip it for some money and put your money back into some other cards or something, but it's always cool seeing that and seeing these uh, companies working together.
1: Yeah. It's really easy. All you do is when you, when you submit your card at CSG You just say that you want the PWCC Marketplace Vault, and you just add that as an option, and then they take care of the rest. It's really really easy for the the user, so it's a pretty cool partnership, and uh, CSG just keeps on coming up with cool things, so congratulate on them. Uh, Drew, we have the Big Three. We do.
0: This week's Big Three is brought to you by GemRate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at GemRate.com
1: indeed yeah the big three is brought to you by our friends at jamrake.com this is an exclusive right exclusive statistics that they've uh, developed solely for ttmcast so it makes it the only place you can find this information we want to thank our friends at jamrake.com uh well what we do is we look at the top three risers and top biggest drops i don't we're gonna still we gotta come up with the the losers the droppers
2: The i don't know we got i just don't like it yeah i mean there's no good word for it i mean followers sounds weird droppers sounds weird it's just yeah well well yeah i don't know i'll get the the thesaurus out this week and see what i can find in there for uh i know well the the
1: top three the risers uh over uh, previous week Lamelo ball was up 47 he was one of the biggest droppers last week so he swung back up that's pretty cool we have uh ken griffey jr was up four percent and LeBron James was up 80%, 8, 88%, which is pretty good. The 1989 uh Ken Griffey Jr. star greatest activity, more than tripled
2: over last week. So that's kind of cool. Uh, do you have a copy of the Griffey rookie card? The 89 rookie card? The 89 Don Russ, yeah. I've got actually most of his rookie cards. I've got the Don Russ, the score, Fleer, upper deck, Bowman, and maybe one of his classic ones. I'm not sure, but I've at least got like the uh, the big five companies there. Are they graded or are they raw? Um, they're all raw, except for the upper deck, which I got slapped by Beckett a couple of years ago at a nine and uh, it was subgrades of two nine fives and two nines on it. So That's pretty, uh, pretty cool. happy with okay. congratulations. Well, Drew, who, who are our, our biggest droppers? These droppers Aaron judge down 44%, which uh, kind of a little bit of a surprise right there. You figure with baseball season coming up that a lot of people might jump on him. Kobe Bryant, one of the biggest risers last week has now fallen off 37%. So volatility there in the Kobe market and uh, Steph Curry down 33 percent over the previous week as well
1: very cool guys that is the big three brought to you by gemrate.com if you want to find any statistics on grading check it out at gemrate.com they uh, fantastic site and all their information on their site is free so make sure you check that out well true that wraps up making the grade next up is the TTM stab of approval TTM cast stamp of approval coming up next.
0: I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval.
1: Well, Drew, everyone knows that that I, I was at spring training last week and, and uh, I figured I'll do my TTM cast stamp approval next. And then, then you can make me hungry with you All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. So I uh, went to just, I, I just went to Fort Myers for four or five days and Uh, you know, there were no games, games hadn't started yet. I just got, I got back the other day. So before any of the games started and it was really just practice, right? All the guys were, they were just practicing and honestly, it was the best time, uh, to see these guys. They're so approachable. Most of the guys are are pretty good about signing, you know, so all the, most of the, all the guys signing on the Red Sox and the twins, the Red Sox, um, practice facility is spread out. So it's really hit or miss on, on if you're in the right place when these guys are, are practicing, and uh, once you get the lay of the land, it's not bad that they, the, they usually start about nine o'clock. They were done by 12, 1230 each day. Um, the first, They had an open house one day. So they were done. The first that open house was the first day I went and they didn't do they didn't sign much that day, but they had open house and they had six guys that they brought that that were signing. They, they had to set up the tables for free. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it is free to go to all this stuff and it's free parking, which is nice. The Twins are uh, much more conducive. It's just a smaller area where they practice in and all the guys have to come out of the locker room from the same place. So you really get act- access to just about every one of the guys. And then they actually open up a little pit, uh, area underneath the stadium. They did this for the second day where where it's right next to the batting cages and you can watch the guys hit. And it's really a, a great place. Um, and a lot of the guys will sign then so I really love uh, spring training but some specifically I like the practices I think the practices are much better place to go uh, get your get your cards signed and get your stuff signed and the guys were signing you know guys had books like you you do uh, in person they were signing multiples and uh, I got a ball and a card signed by Carlos Correa I got Pedro Martinez signed a card for me Uh, I got a lot I got I don't know maybe 35 or 40 autographs which which is uh pretty cool uh for you know for 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 uh, a couple of hours work so to speak work work quote unquote so my ttmcast stamp approval goes to spring training practices specifically this time in florida i haven't been to the ones in arizona in a while but um if you can get out to a spring training uh even earlier as opposed to going when the games are go when the practices are because
2: that's when you're going to have the best results yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to do that. Cause I mean, I saw, I heard about all your successes there and everything. And I've seen posts from a lot of people. There was a guy who said he got 500 cards signed over the week. So it's like, all right, I've got to go and do that. One of these days, you know, do a, do a week in uh, Florida and then a week over in Arizona and just, you know, see what I can knock out for all these sets and stuff. But yeah, yeah I'm, not cool. as,
1: I'm not as aggressive as, as a <laughs> accomplished in-person grapher as you, but, uh, I did, I did okay. And my wife helped me out, uh, you know, cause they got my little, my scooter. So sometimes it's, I get pushed around, but it
2: was, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was a fun time. What's your uh, TTM cash stamp approval this week? My stamp approval this week goes to a company called Kogels. I may have mentioned them about a year ago. They are a meat packing company out of Michigan Flint, I believe to be exact, but, uh, anybody who's from Michigan, if we have any Michigan listeners, they probably know all about Kogels. You can find their stuff, I think in stores up there, but they do a lot of stuff with uh, hot dogs, sausages, um, anything with, uh, several different types of bologna. You get your regular ring bologna, garlic ring bologna, pickled ring bologna. You get your uh, sandwich meat bolognas, uh, olive loaf, pickle loaf, mac and cheese loaf, uh, Braunschweiger, all that kind of stuff. And the great thing is that not only do they ship nationwide, but they also go out on tour every year. And so uh, usually in January or February, they'll come down to Texas and uh, they've started taking it now where you can order up on their website. Just walk right up and pick it up. Or if you don't want to do it ahead of time you can go in they'll have like order forms out there and they'll just uh, pull it all out of their truck and everything and so every year my wife and I do that because I mean I've got family in Michigan I'm very familiar with Kogel's uh, products so we went down stocked up on some bologna some uh, smoked sausages all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah it's a good it's a taste of Michigan down in Texas or wherever you're actually so you do this uh, nationwide I know they go up into the Pacific Northwest at some point usually like September thereabouts I think but yeah, got us uh, stocked up on that. They also bring uh, Better Made brand chips, which is a Michigan uh, potato chip brand, and Fago brand sodas, which you can usually only find in Michigan, a little bit in Indiana, and uh, Ohio. Once in a while, you'll find some stores around the country that stock them as well, but it's definitely more of a, a Michigan thing. So Kogel's meat, uh, Meats, that is my TTM cast stamp of approval for uh, this week.
1: K-O-G-L-E?
2: K-O-E-G-E-L, apostrophe S. To give it one more time k-o-e-g-e-l apostrophe s i think you just Here go guys, to like ch- check it out kogels for
1: cool meat and chips and soda and all sorts of other stuff so check that out thanks
2: drew yep i think it's uh kogels on the I think
1: there you go it. check it out guys if you're getting get, gets drew stamp approval it's got to be good yep all right that wraps up Cast stamp approved for the week next up is the Vern rap minute The Vern Rat Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rat, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. And we do this as a service to our fellow TTMers. This week I only um handled all the guys in sports so we were away for two weeks so we we could have gone on forever if we included all the celebrities and and politicians as well and musicians so this week is only we're we're, going to talk about guys that passed away in the last two weeks in the world of sports first we lost doug fisher doug fisher was a linebacker for the pittsburgh Steelers in 1969 and 1970 he wasn't a -er. TTMer. doug fisher was 75 years old
2: lost Henry Elmore this week he was a third baseman in the Negro Leagues for the Philly Stars and the Birmingham Black Barons played during the final years of the Negro Leagues actually from 1960 to 62 he was not a TTM at all but uh, Henry Elmore was 81 years old
1: yeah you forget everyone thinks that the Negro Leagues ended in the 40s when when Jackie Robinson made the major leagues but you know it went well into the early 60s so uh, there are a lot of former Negro, Negro league players still out there. Uh, sorry. We, we lost Henry Elmore. Uh, we lost Jim McMillan. Jim McMillan was a defensive back. He played for the Broncos and the Raiders from 1961 to 1965. He played in 62 AFL games. He last CTM in 2017. Jim McMillan
2: was 83 years old. Wow, we lost Kevin Bell this week, former member of the New York jets played for them in 1978 as a wide receiver and kick returner. He was not a TTMer. Kevin Bell was sixty-seven years old. In the world of hockey, we lost Don Blackburn.
1: Don Blackburn played for the Bruins, the Flyers, the Rangers, the Islanders, the North Stars. Inter- interestingly, he was left winger. He was on both the flyers and the islanders expansion teams he also played three seasons with the whalers and he was the first hartford whaler coach so he's he he must be on a, a lot of lists for people he was a pretty good TTMer. he
2: last ttm'd in 2021 don blackburn was 84 years old uh, we lost alex herrera this week he was a reliever for the indians the cleveland indians back in 2002 played only 15 games up with them mostly a kind of a lefty specialist out of the pen that year i know one of those years in the early late 90s to early 2000s, the Indians used, I think, 40 different pitchers. That might have been that season was when he was up there with them. Uh, he left TTM in 2004, but Alex Herrera was 43 years old. We lost a great
1: TTM. Uh, he was a, an all-star, two-time all-star catcher. He also was a broadcaster. I'm talking, of course, Tim McCarver, who played for the Cardinals, the Phillies, the Red Sox, and the Expos from 1915 to 1980. I believe he caught Rick Wise's uh, no-hitter. I, and he was kind of Steve Carlton's personal catcher. He was a uh, a great um, ambassador for baseball and a great uh, broadcaster as well. I got him for my 1978 set. I'm sure, Drew, you got him for a 72 set, right? Yep, yep. Um, he, I, I think he was $10 near the end of his life, uh, uh, and he was free before that. He, as I said, he was
2: a great T.T.M. Tim McCarver was 81 years old. Uh, we lost Paul Gerrard as well. Uh, if you don't recognize the name, it's because he only played five games in the NHL with the Minnesota North Stars. He was a defenseman. Longtime coach after that, though, in both the college and the pro levels, uh, both minor and NHL. I know he was an assistant with the Colorado Avalanche back in around 2002 or so. Um, he may have been the first black player in uh, Minnesota North Stars history. I'm not certain on that, but I know he was at least one of the first. Played uh, five games in the 88-89 season with them. Last TTM day in January of 2022, uh, Paul Gerard was 57 years old. We lost former punter and kicker, uh, with the
1: Dallas Cowboys from 1961. He, uh, he had a lot of firsts in terms of kicking for the Cowboys because that was their first year. So he, he did, he had a lot of firsts. Uh, he was, uh, only played one season then he got traded to green Bay and he never, he never, uh, he didn't stick with Green Bay. Uh, Alan Green, he was 84 years old. He last TTM'd in 2016.
2: Uh, we lost Stanley Wilson Jr. this week. He was a cornerback for the Detroit Lions. You may remember his father was uh, Stanley Wilson Sr. of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals back in the 1980s. Will, uh, Stanley Jr. played from 2005 to 2007, 32 games in that time with the Lions. Last TTM in 2006. Unfortunately, he had some uh, problems after his career ends. His father did as well. It seems that may have caught up to him. As uh, Stanley Wilson Jr. was only 40 years old.
1: We well, lost Charlie Ferguson. He was a tight end. He was one of one of your former guys who played for the Cleveland Browns. He played for the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills. He was uh, from 63 to 69. He was on both the 64 and 65 Bill AFL champion teams uh he was a tight end he last ttm in
2: 2020 charlie ferguson was 83 years old uh we lost a uh, former pitcher brian dubois this week Either Dubois or dubois depending on what part of the country you're from there but uh played for the detroit tigers in 1989 and 1990 he was an excellent CTMer as well uh battled cancer for his last couple of years i believe but uh he was uh, brian dubois was uh, 55 years old
1: yeah, he was featured in the nineteen nineties. That I top nineteen nineties.
2: That I remember that. I'm not yeah, sure. If I, know, uh, I know I've seen him on a nineteen nineties scorecard as well, and probably probably fleetified to guess as well. Just those ones are coming up in my head at the very least.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure if he was on an '89 card, but he was a very good TTMer. This one kind of shocked me. I, I missed this one uh, while I was away. Uh, Conrad Dogler, who was. Um, Probably one of the nastiest players in the NFL, right, Drew? He, he was known for being very nasty. He was in those light beer commercials back in the, the 70s, I believe. He played for uh, the Cardinals, the Saints, and the Bills from 1972 to 1981. He was, really, he was a three-time pro bowler with the Cardinals. Uh, and I think he was synonymous with the Cardinals. He was he was a pretty good player, guys. Uh, and, and, again, he was known as one of the nastiest players. But in terms of TTM, he was a great TTMer. We lost Conrad Dolder. He was 72 years old.
2: I would say he was one of the nastiest. I would say that he was the nastiest. Yeah, for sure. But he was funny. He was a very funny guy. I'd pay to see a fight between like him and Lyle Alzado or something like that. I mean, that would (laughs) have been just crazy right there. Uh, Last one for uh, today. We lost Albie Pearson just today. I just saw that announced a little while ago. Longtime Major League outfielder. Played about eight seasons there with Washington, Baltimore, and the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Played from 1958 to 1966 little guy out there i think he was listed as only like about five foot four five foot six somewhere around there yeah, i think I mean, he was
1: five six joe i think he was listed at yeah. five six but i think you're, you're, you're right closer to five four
2: anytime that i'm towering over a player i feel the need i have to mention them in there because i mean it gives a hope to those shorter guys like me that we might actually do something in uh sports uh at some point but he's a 1958 american league rookie of the year winner played in the outfield for those teams uh, he last TTM'd in 2021, but an excellent TTM'er for uh, much of his life. Any donations that he got for them, he would often send to, I believe, it was like a youth camp that he worked with there. Albie uh, Pearson was 88 years old. Well, Drew, that wraps up um, the Vern Rap Minute. Our sympathy uh, goes out
1: to all anyone that suffered a loss this this week. This last two weeks, we just lost Albie Pearson yesterday, I believe. So you know that was, that that was fairly recent. Um, so that wraps up. The Vern Ratt Minute. Next up, we're going to do a little look at uh, our TTM returns.
0: Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns.
1: Well, Drew, I have two weeks worth of returns. You have two weeks worth of returns. I think I had 19 uh, total with probably 24, 25 cards. Uh, and you had, what, so you had seven returns. you want to do yours first and then I'll run, yeah. run
2: mine? Yeah, I'll do mine here real quick. So I've gotten five in so far and two of them are coming today. So, uh. Once I got in last week, we got Jay Howell, former reliever for the A's, the Dodgers, bunch of teams in there. But uh, I was going through and I remembered, hey, wait a minute. I have his, I think it's his 1982 Topps rookie card that was signed by, it's one of those trio rookie cards. Yep. I'd already gotten signed by Ty Weller quite a while ago. And then I'm like, well, wait a second. I know Howell signed, so I'll send off to him. So got that one done. Unfortunately, it's Carlos Lescano is the third one on there. And I don't think he TTMs, but may have done some signings over the years. So hopefully I can knock out the third one on that one pretty soon. I got Jerry Shirk, former Cleveland Browns defensive lineman, took about a couple months to get him back, maybe about a month or so, signed three out of the four cards I sent, kept the fourth one, so I think he's just a three-per signer. He used to be the type who would sign everything but would personalize. He's no longer personalizing but is only doing three, so FYI for anybody who's thinking about sending off to him. Um, A guy that you got back a couple weeks ago and I figured I'd try my hand at and has been making news across a few uh, Facebook groups, Andy Messersmith. Known for not signing, he would usually send a note back saying, sorry, I'm not signing at this time. He'd sign his first name on it. So you at least, you know, get a part of an autograph out of him at least there. But uh, yeah, so I sent off to him, I enclosed a $5 bribe in there, wrote a really good handwritten full page letter and everything. And put it in, I said, PS, here's five bucks in exchange for your autograph, go and have a coffee on me or something. And he sends back my letter, writes, Happy New Year, Drew on it, folded up around the card and around the five bucks and the card is signed. He returned my money as well. So Super excited to get that one back. I mean, he's a guy who really does not enjoy signing, it seems. And maybe he's softening up a little bit there, but got him for my 72 set. Um, in this past week, I was able to get Pete Ladd, former pitcher for several teams. He was with, what, the Astros, the Brewers, and the Mariners. Yep. But I got him as well on his, I think it was the 1980 Tops card with the Astros. I'd already gotten assigned signed by... One of the guys, I'm forgetting exactly who was all on it there, it was uh, got got signed by one of them by mail a while back, got it by Ladd this time. The third one on is Reggie Baldwin. It doesn't look like he signs at all, but I'll keep an eye out on him see if I can finish it off. Also got soccer player Zoran Karic this week. Uh, Zoran is one of the all-time leading indoor soccer scorers of all time. I think he's number two in points, number two in assists, number three in goals, something like that. I know he's top five in all of those categories, and I think number one penalty minutes all time as well. But uh, I sent that one out in November of 2021. It was a card that had, it was his, it was the 1990-91 Pacific All-Stars card. They had five members of the San Diego Soccers all on it. I'd gotten it signed by all four of the other guys. And it's like, all right, Carrick is the last one. Mailed it out, didn't see it. But I'd seen that a lot of the stuff from him was starting to take like up to a year to get back. And kind of forgot about it. And I get this one in the mail, it says ZK on am like, who have I sent to in Cleveland who has a first name with a Z on it had to trace back in my last year's uh, mailings there. (laughs) Yeah. He fortunately was a Zoran Carrick. He signed it. So I finished that one off now all five signatures on that. It's up on my, uh, on my Twitter and my Instagram as well. If you want to check that out, he signed in blue ballpoint pen. So it doesn't, doesn't stick out too well, but it's kind of off to the left side there. If you take a look at it, but you completed the card. Exactly. I completed it. That's what matters. And I think, We've got three of them signed in black sharpie, one in black ballpoint pen, and one in blue ballpoint pen. So it's all over the place, but hey, it's done. That's well, that's all I care about there. I've got two coming in today. It looks like Reggie Langhorn, former Cleveland Browns wide receiver, is yep. one of them that's coming in. And this one is funny because I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about football Hall of Famers, Joe Klecko, who I mentioned that I had said, yeah, I didn't get him. You're like, dude, I got him twice by mail in like a short time. And I'm like what the hell happened to mine then? I'm like, all right, that's it. Maybe I'm going to just try to send off to him again here. So I went out on sport lots, picked up three cards of him and an extra one too, just so I'd have an extra one in my set box in case, you know, that one didn't come back either. And I finally got around to mail, writing it up and mailing it out and got it dropped in the mailbox just maybe like two to four days ago or so. And now my one that I mailed out in what 2020 or 2021 is coming back to me today. So i've at least got something getting those old old ones old 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 returns yeah i love it it's just i wish i i wish i waited a couple days i could have saved a couple stamps but yeah whatever i mean if it cost me a couple extra stamps to make sure i get that one for my all-time fan favorite set i will gladly take that so uh yeah joe klecko should be coming in today it looks like very cool that's those are some pretty good returns Drew. and i know you sent out a bunch this week as well right i did yeah i mean like i just said there i mailed out a joe klecko one again um I've got a stack ready to go right here with, uh, I've got my Brooks Robinson photo that's going out. Uh Joseph Baranek is getting sent to the Czech Republic. Got Kelly guard going up to Canada. um, A few to the U S like uh Tom Fitzgerald GM of the New Jersey devils. A few cheap 72 guys that I haven't gotten yet. Somehow I never bothered sending you off yet to Ellie Rodriguez, Denny Riddleberger or Ron Reed. But those guys are all five or 10 bucks each. And uh, yeah, a couple others here, Todd Bertuzzi for a hockey, uh, my hockey sets. And, uh, a couple recent successes out of Dan Hampton and Marion Butts. So I'm going to try both of them as well. Very cool. Thank you, Drew. Well, I
1: had uh, 19 returns with probably 25 or 26 different cards. So I'll run through these. My first, I'm, these are all kind of all over the place. So this is, keep in mind, this is two weeks worth of stuff. And I got a lot of, some old, older returns in here as well. So I got Dave Hoppin. Dave Hoppin played center for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Um... In, back in the 90s and i got him on his 90 91 and 89 90 nba hoops cards um nice. and that that took like less than two weeks i got vernon maxwell who played for the houston rockets on his upper deck card and his nba uh hoops card and uh let's see this these this one took a couple weeks i got um jerry reed Remember Jer- my Jerry Reed story, where I sent the card to Jeff Reed as opposed to Jerry Reed. Like yes. I sent my I sent out my Jerry Reed, so I got eighty-seven tops and eighty-six tops. Eighty-six tops, of course, is the his Indian card. Eighty-seven yep. is a Mariner card. Signed in nice blue sharpie. Took a couple t- couple weeks
2: on that one. I got eighty-seven. I think that eighty-seven was uh, a nicely airbrushed one too, if I remember it right. Was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nicely airbrushed. That's the best way to describe it. I got uh, Swen
1: Nader. Swen Nader, who is a uh, guest on our Ttm cast one-on-one uh show this week i got him on a 74 card it was he was an nba all aba all-star it's an all-star card uh and that he's he's a great signer through the mail that took uh less than two weeks this is an old one i i don't remember sending this one out but it it, I, it, it I must have been last year so i got nate snell who pitched for the baltimore orioles mm-hmm. i got it on his 86 and 87 tops card he signed it in blue sharpie and uh i i want to say that took a year because i don't really remember sending that one out i got ken rudiger from the green bay packers he signed his uh game day 92 game day card for my set one that i needed he was a tight end i believe right no it's tackle tackle yep and uh, he signed the card And this one this one had to take over a year to get get back but it it came through the other day when i was away i got two uh, returns from uh, terry steinbach catcher for the uh minnesota twins and oakland a's he signed his 1990 tops card and his uh 1991 metal card these metal cards are really nice
2: yeah so those are always fun
1: you signed both those no donation i know he sometimes he requires a donation but i did not send a donation and uh i got that back in maybe like three weeks i got um mike kingery mike kingery i believe this is his rookie card an 87 tops card played for the kansas city royals was an outfielder i think he played for seattle as well didn't he he did, yes, and I believe
2: that yep. is his rookie card, correct?
1: Yep. So I got him. That took a couple weeks. This one was really cool. I got four cards back from Paul Pressey, who played for the San Antonio Spurs, and I think the Milwaukee Bucks as well. So I got him on his upper deck cards and NBA hoop cards and a flare card. Uh, so he saw one card. He's on the Bucks, and the other three he is on the San Antonio Spurs, and he signed it. Signed it very nice with his name and number. And that, uh, that took a couple of weeks to come back. Very happy about that. Usually I don't send, uh, more than two cards, but I sent, I had, was going through them and I had, I sent in two top loaders and he, I just signed all four cards. So it was kind of cool. I got out uh, Steve Alford, Steve Alford played guard for the, uh, da- Denver, Ma- the, the Dallas Mavericks. And he was the Indiana guy, right? Very, uh, he signed two cards for me. I sent it to his college team. I don't remember what college team he, he coaches, but, um, he he sent he signed it in probably about three weeks. I got Lenny Wilkins. I got Lenny Wilkins on his NBA Hoops card and his uh, NBA uh, Hoops. I don't know, San uh, Seattle Sonics Supersonics special card. On if you see that.
2: Oh yeah, was that one of those uh, throwbacks they did around 1991? Yeah, they did. They it, yeah, did a bunch of the coaches there back in their playing days. Yeah.
1: So I have a few of those signed. I didn't have him, so he signed that blue blue pen. Um, and the other one was a coach card for the Cavaliers. So that was kind of cool to get that. I got a 1974 John McLaughlin card. He played for the, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, and he was a guard. He signed it in blue Sharpie. All these are uh, just a couple of weeks. This one was an older one. I don't remember sending it out. Gerald Carter, who played for a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Bucks, he signed his 86 tops card with his number, uh, and he signed his 83 tops card as well. So uh, that came back. I want to say that was, that was, uh, couple months to yes. come back i got uh don newhauser don newhauser was a pitcher for the boston red sox i believe this is his only card 1974 tops card he uh, lives in florida i remember i saw somebody got him signed and he signed it nice blue sharpie and it came back i i think i sent it like the day before i sent it out like the day before i went away and it was it was back when i when i, I when it was here when i got back so it was it was a pretty really quick turnaround. I got Joe Hamilton. Joe Hamilton was played uh, with the Kentucky Colonels in the ABA, and uh, he sent a nice note. He's actually in the hospital, and he oh, said, wow. he said uh, "You know, I, I, I'll follow you up with you about being on the show when when I get out of the hospital." But he did. He signed the card, which was kind of cool seventy four tops card, and took a, a couple weeks. I got this is an old one. Uh, Uwe uh, von Shaman. Oh wow, for the Miami Dolphins on his 83 tops card. This is an old one, this had to be out for more than a year and a half, and uh, it came back nice. He signed a nice black sharpie. Uh, as you know, as you it's kind of weird because it was a mix of guys, guys that have been real quick signers or things that have just been out there for a while. Yeah, couple more. I got Jim Fox, Jim Fox was a center for the Seattle Supersonics. He signed his 74 Tops card. I had sent out a bunch of 74 Tops cards, and uh, this one took, I don't know, maybe a week and a half to come back. And then lastly, I got Bill Hatch, H-A-J-T. He's a defenseman with the Buffalo Bills, right? How do you pronounce his last
2: name? I think Hosh might be right.
1: I yeah, Hosh. So he signed his 79-80 Tops card and his 76-77 uh, Tops card in and, uh, and blue Sharpie, and that took about, I don't know, two weeks. So I've been getting, I don't know, three or four a day. I, which was yeah. pretty cool. I got a lot out there. I haven't sent anything out this week, but I have another eight or ten that I'll probably get out at the beginning of next week. Uh, but uh,
2: all in all, pretty good returns. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, Uwe von shaman there. As soon as you said Uwe, I'm thinking, okay, the defenseman Uwe Kroup or center Uwe Blob. <laughs> nope, you went you went for door number three there with von shaman there. So cool.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's really I love kickers. The kickers oh, yeah. are really great TTRs most. In general and and anytime i see a kicker card i always check to see if they they sign i i think they're you know i've had a couple kickers on the show we've had we've had a couple guys talk about kicking i think they they're just a quirky group
2: and i love talking to them absolutely yeah i mean that's always i've always liked the special teamers because it's like anyway, you have a soft most important important long snappers. oh yeah i mean they play, they play such an important role and yet they're only on the field for like what five percent of the game it seems like so you got to have this like mental toughness to be able to be good at any of those positions, whether it's kicker, punter, or long snapper. And I mean, this term "specialist" for them definitely is accurate. Cause, I mean, you, you've got one skill you specialize in, but you do it a really damn good job of it. Yeah, I know. Same,
1: the same thing with the kickers. I I just I really enjoy the kickers, and the kickers seem to be approachable, and they're they're pretty good ttmers. And, and you know what? I was I was worried the last the first couple weeks of the year because the returns were so slow right you and i both were just like geez we haven't gonna get returns but it's really picked up in the last i don't know three or four weeks and it's nice to see that the guys are still signing you know
2: yeah definitely i mean who knows some of these guys you know may have been like all right you know got some downtime around the holidays i'll catch up on all the stuff here at the end of the year you know around thanksgiving christmas whenever and now it's like okay well it's january they're probably getting mail and going I just knocked out a bunch of those, put it aside. We'll take care of it later. So hopefully maybe, you know, spring, we'll start getting some back around then. And yeah. Yeah. Did you send anything to spring training or are you sending anything to spring training? I did. I sent out one to, uh, let's see, I've got, let's see. I think I've sent out a total of maybe two to spring training this year. It's not a whole lot. It's uh, one current player I just sent off to, uh, I've got one ready to go here for Brad Miller of the Rangers. Yep. And uh, I sent one off to Alan Trammell because I saw a few successes out of him recently. So it's like, you know what, get my last diamond King signed hopefully and finish that up. All
1: right. Well, good luck. I haven't sent anything out to spring training this year. I I was going to send it off to uh, Tristan Tristan McKenzie because I don't have him and I know Mm -hmm. he signs, but I think I just might wait till the season starts and send it to the team. Yeah. I think he's good through the uh, Indians address there. I agree. All right, guys. Well, we're going to, let's wrap up the show. All right. Thank you. This is thank you time. Thank you time. I want to thank. Andrew, Robert, Adam, I'm sorry, Adam, Robert, Andrew. And I want to say Andrew because my son's name is Andrew. Every time I say an A, I always say Andrew. Adam, Robert, who is a great collector. Hopefully you enjoyed him in collector's corner. I want to thank, of course, Les Wolf. I love talking to Les. Les is the best. Make sure you listen to our TTMcast one-on-one. We had Swen Nader. I want to thank him again. Uh, It was a great interview. Uh, We have Ezra Ezra Levine uh, next week. I'm going to talk to Ezra on Monday, and we will play that interview on Wednesday. So make sure you tune in for that. We have next week, we have Tony Swan, who is the uh, best Colin Fisk collector out there, the biggest Colin Fisk collector out there. We're gonna have him on next week. And we also have Clemente Lise, I'm gonna Clemente at the end of the week. We will have play that uh next week. Um true. Anything else? You got a big week planned? I know you're you're uh you, you just got off getting going to the the XL XFL game and, and such. You got anything big planned for the week?
2: Not really, just gonna hopefully crank out some more TTMs. I mean, I have a stack right here of envelopes that I still need to write letters for. There's about Maybe 15 or 20 in here. So I'm going to crank out some of those and just, uh, yeah, once my eBay stuff rolls in, turn around, mail those out as well. All right, guys. Well,
1: thank you, Drew. I want to thank you as well. I want to wish everyone many happy returns. We will see you on Friday. Make sure you turn, tune in. I mean, Friday, Wednesday. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday to TTM Cast one-on-one. We'll see you on Wednesday. And we will have a show next week as well. Be good.